0: I bet if I took him to the restaurant with me, I would clean up on tips. I should bring the dog and the camera to the diner, put a chef's hat on the dog, pulls him with the customers, and charge a buck a shot.
1: Hello,
2: and welcome to Whisk Till Stiff Peaks Kill, the recipe of Ramjack. Hi, everyone. I am Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is my co-host and friend, Brad. Hi. Oh, hello, friend. Hi. Brad is waving very enthusiastically. Um, and you should be too, listeners, because you found Ramjack. Don't- But A you don't have- place. You don't have to wave at your iPod. That would be weird. It would be weird. What's w- your neighbor? Hey, I'm waving Who's at my phone. around you? Freak them out.
3: Why is Larry waving at his phone again? Oh, God. Oh, no. We this is weird. We talk to him. Oh, God. Poor Larry. He hasn't been the same since the accident.
2: I mean, and that, and the divorce. I mean, he just- <gasps> We should treat him to lunch. Let's just take him out. Um- Guys, we got a wonderful show for you today. We're going to be bringing Belvedere. He's back! Yay! As is Savi Angela. Oh yes. And a certain addition that Brad will uh, no doubt love. Definitely. Try to guess what it is before that part of the show. Hmm. Yes, we're going to have lore, at articles on the show, of course. Yes, we've got a special call from a special someone, of course. <laughs> uh, but before we get to all that stuff, Brad, I would like to bring some science news to the table. Please, please bring us some science. This is important. This is being recorded in January, so obviously people have made their New Year's resolutions, regardless of how crazy and bullshit that is. Most people have already failed their New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Yeah. I had someone in a meeting the other day shame someone for eating something sweet during the meeting because of New Year's resolutions, and it was very awkward and strange. What? Someone had brought in pound cake for a meeting. They said, you know, I saw it at work. I mean, I saw it out when I was at lunch. It was on sale. I just thought, you know, I like pound cake. And when was the last time I had it? So I thought I'd bring in for everyone for the meeting if you want any. So she came into the room late. Uh, and the guy said, hey, you know, we got this pound cake. Would you like any? And she said, uh, New Year's resolutions, dude. I can't have any of that gross food in me. No, no thanks. I wish I was exaggerating. She made a huge deal out of it. And he felt, you could tell he was a little ashamed. And I wanted to say, dude, eat your cake if you want it. Don't worry yeah, about it. Fuck off. This woman has never kept a New Year's resolution in her life.
3: No. Like, oh, oh so, was eating a pe- so you're going to eat this one little piece of cake, and then, like, what's going to happen? What are you—you you fall apart after that? Like, what's happening? So you eat one piece of cake, and all of a sudden, like, what, are you going to start eating everything? Like, what's your deal? What is your weird lack of self-control?
2: Look, I didn't want to throw that lady under the bus, even though it, it came off to everyone in the room the wrong way. Maybe she is one of those people that has no self control, and any little any little slip, and she's back to those two um, listen, two gallon ice cream binges every listen, hour. Listen, I
3: can't. Like my body's completely detoxed at the moment. I haven't had any any kind of any kind of sugars or anything. It's really I'm going all natural. Um, and if I eat one piece of cake, then automatically I'll eat twelve gallons of ice cream.
4: Hmm. Hmm. What?
3: What? What?
2: Brad, we're gonna help her. Are we? We're going to help her. There was a study published, um, uh, let's see. Researchers in Utah asked three groups of participants to complete a task that tests whether they could resist instant gratification for a better reward later on. Before and during the task, there was a group called the nature group, which viewed images of mountains. Whereas there was another group that just looked at pictures of buildings or triangles participants who viewed natural scenes made less impulsive decisions than the other groups. Ta-da! Okay. All you have to do to help keep your impulses in check is look at nature, guys. It's that easy. Guys, maybe you
3: don't need your impulses in check because, like,
2: (laughs) fuck nature. No thank you. If you have a big decision to make and you're not sure whether you can, like, hold your ground, go look at some trees. And then you'll be like... I'll pass. <laughs> of my own accord. Don't, and that's the, that's the thing about the city, Brad. That's, that's the harsh reality of city living. No impulse control. I, How many times did you see it in the big city? How many times do you see it in the big city? Someone's in a line at Starbucks when you're star-dashing. Should I go ahead and get a Danish? Go ahead and indulge yourself. There's no self-control. They can't see nature.
3: Who wants to see nature? Maybe like you see nature and you're like, oh, fuck it. Nothing fucking matters. Nature's still out there. Like it still, it still wants to kill me. It's the worst. So you I'm, think it's like a negative thing? I don't, like I don't even about. want. I don't even want to eat this piece of pancake anymore. Ugh, knowing that there's like insects and like bears and all kinds of fungus and oh, it's just in the world. Oh, why don't we just live on a space colony? You know what? I don't care anymore.
2: That may, that may not. act... I mean, you're not actually far off from what they actually thought is triggering this but in a different way. Um, they went off and did another experiment that followed up this one that revealed that seeing nature uh, helps humans think more about the future. Like, there's something about staring into the mystery that is the forest and or that mountain over there. Or, I mean, I guess what constitutes as nature scene. Maybe there was like uh, the ocean in front of you. Maybe space. There's something about staring into the unknown that keeps your impulses in check, and that might be the fear of what the fuck is out there. Yeah,
3: whatever's it's out nature. there wants me
2: dead. Look, like that's not a place I want to be. I need be. to just relax and be ready for the wolves that come out of those woods. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Not interested. Ugh. Next time you're at Starbucks, Brad, and someone's like, "Should I get a donut?" and it slapped them in the face, knocked the drink out of their hand, and point outside and said, "It's out there." It's coming for you. It's fucking out there. (laughs) And it's coming and it's mad. And it's mad. Yeah. That's what science taught us. Looking at nature scares the fuck out of us so much that you will (laughs) stick to your diet. Ta da! Fear's the great motivator, Brad. Truth. Truth. In 2015, as it ever has been, Nature can be a dick. (laughs) Guys, it's 2015. People need advice. We've been helping. We've been helping crazies. I'm not really sure how else to define them. (sighs) And I'm not talking about the Mormons. We've helped Mormons. We're going to continue to help Mormons. Don't worry about that. Trust. But the people on, what was it, Dark Hollows? Creepy Hollows. Creepy Hollows. Creepy Hollows? People who, even though the name would make you think they're looking into nature, aren't looking into anything (laughs) Mm -hmm. but the portents of their imagination. Um... We didn't know that we were actually preparing for this episode of Belvedere by helping those people. How could we know that? No, how? But now we're gonna go help another group of people and that's people who self-identify as nerds. Brad, here's some questions that were originally asked to Dr. Nerdlove on a website for gaming called Kotaku. And here's the questions that they have. Oh boy. Hey, Dr. Nerdlove or Ramjack, is my relationship doomed? Yes. If you have to ask the question, probably. Definitely. Hey, guys, I'm just a nerd. I've been dating this woman for three months. I'm 26, and she's 20.
3: (laughs) Definitely doomed. Definitely doomed. (laughs) Doomed, 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 doomed.
2: Super doomed. She's really a very good person in most respects. Oh, oh, oh no. (laughs) Except that she doesn't respect relationship boundaries. She spends a lot of time with a guy she used to sleep with. Still sleeping with him. One of her best friends who admitted to having feelings for her after we started dating, and recently has been texting a man from high school who has openly asked to stay the night asked her to stay the night at his place, though she hasn't spent any time with him as far as I know. Oh boy, dude. Hmm. I have communicated how uncomfortable I am with both of these relationships with, with all of these relationships. I up shut up. Though I would never go as far as to ask her to drop them because I don't want to be controlling. Besides that, our relationship is fairly fresh. She has said explicitly that if I asked her to choose between me and the best friend, she would choose him. <laughs> oh, well then. <laughs> I suffer from anxiety, and I've been in re- I have been in relationships where I have been cheated on repeatedly. Okay, I try not to bring my past into new relationships, but that fear is always there, and this behavior does not help to ease my mind whatsoever. A female friend of mine who knows her very well told me that she believes that she's just beginning to realize her worth as the result of our relationship. What? As I'm the first man she's been with who doesn't just use her for sex. She also suspects that She's (laughs) 20. She's 20 years old. There's a lot of things she doesn't know about. There's a lot of things she's learning about the world. Everyone's using
3: everyone just for sex. She's 20. Like, what are you talking about?
2: She also suspects that my girlfriend is going through some sort of rite of passage for a woman to become secure with herself, which supposedly has her addicted to the good feelings that come from the attention of men. She's okay, 20. That's <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gonna read this like it should be read. Here's the thing, I don't know what to do. Thing is, I don't <laughs> Thing is, I don't know what to do. We have a good relationship. Although it has been strained by this and some medical issues in her life recently that, I've re- that has reduced our intimacy to zero over the last few weeks. I care about her immensely and I don't want to walk away yet, but I also don't want to keep feeling this way. It keeps me up at night. Any thoughts on the matter and what I could do to save this relationship or myself? Please help. Sincerely, up all night. Brad, give it to him. I grow up shut up, first and foremost. That's- Let's like, go ahead and move on to the next question. So
3: <laughs> I mean, she's either okay, so she cheats. First of all, cheating whatever. Like, I don't I don't get it. Like it's
2: like you've just started a relationship. My question is does she even consider them boyfriend and girlfriend? Who knows what labels are happening here. Yeah.
3: Like, I don't know. Like stay with her until you don't want to be with her anymore. If she's like lying and stuff, then like stop being with her. I, if not, then sh- shut up. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. Like there's not a problem.
2: Like There's not a problem. There's, there's She's n- twenty years old, you're twenty-six, I mean life.
3: You guys are life, gonna eventually break gonna up find yourself. because yeah. she's twenty. Like the odds of like you not breaking up are like super teen because she's twenty.
2: This also isn't a relationship that's based in any type of weird, lame, conservative values. These people know who they are. Like, she's obviously out exploring the world, exploring her body, her feelings. She doesn't know who she is. She's
3: 20. Like, she doesn't know yet. Well, true. I
2: mean, she's discovering who she is.
3: It's not like... There's a chance he might have just figured out who the hell he is.
2: Truth. He may never know who he is, Brad. True. Yeah. Don't... I mean, if it becomes a problem, just... Yeah. And goodbye. Like, stop. I mean, I'm sure she would let you know, like, you know what, you know that one dude that's been asking me to hang out at his place? I think I'm gonna go with him now. Bye, 26-year-old. I'm, tw- I'm six I'm years younger than you.
3: Like, I, wouldn't you say, hey, um. by the way, if you ever want to end this, just let me know, and we'll just, like, be cool. <laughs> well, I think that's just, like, have that conversation, maybe. Because, uh, like, you're worried about being cheated on, which, like, I don't understand worrying about being cheated on, like... That's a too much effort. Like you're, uh, that's so much
2: shit to worry about. If you're worrying about hypothetical situations, like in your actual well, relationship. But Brad, it's happened to him many times before. He suffers from anxiety. He's been in relationships where he's been cheated on repeatedly. So, is that a type? Do people the guy you can cheat on is that a or the person you can cheat on? I don't want to bring sexism into it. Or like, like sexes is if it
3: I don't know maybe who knows like I I don't know I, it's so dumb like I don't I can't it's so stupid <laughs> like I don't I'm, I don't get it I don't understand like cheating and being freaked out and paranoid about cheating and like uh, I I none of it makes any fucking sense to me like the word cheating like it's all dumb.
2: How about this for advice? Maybe go to your doctor, see if you can get some anxiety medicine. It may help. Maybe you do have a, a genuine chem- chemical imbalance that can help you. And then you find out who you are, dude. And if this, I mean, yeah, there I'm, you go. Yeah,
3: yeah. Worst, dude.
2: Oftentimes, yeah, worst, dude. Shut up. That's the only thing about the people who write into Doctor Nerd Love, we got another dude right here, Brad. This is the, this is the second question. Hey, Doc, or hey, Ramjack. I need a way to start fresh. Good boy. Take a shower. I'm too. Yeah, there you go. You're not fully clean until you're zest fully clean. Facts. Ramjack, brought to you by Zest. You're also not clean until you've smoked your lungs out. They need a good smoking. Mm. Tea for taste, tea for throat. Um, I am two and a half years into a long streak of being single and failing to get a girl. Every one of these guys reads so sad. <laughs> oh boy. I had broken up with my ex. After a four and a half year relationship, it was unhealthy. Our lives were going in different ways, and so even with the pain of being lonely for so long, I still feel it was the best decision. Well, uh, yeah. Since that, yeah, dude. That's like. Since
3: that time? That's a normal breakup. I <laughs> like, that's not a. I'm yeah. set. Whatever he said, breakup.
4: Um.
2: I. I, I don't even remember. Um, since that time, I have failed multiple times in miserable ways to get a girlfriend. Once to a friend secretly sleeping with the girl I had been trying for. Okay, so okay, wait, these are the how these are the ways that he's miserably failed to get a girlfriend. Once a friend of his was sleep, secretly sleeping with a girl he was trying to get with. Once to an unknown history a girl had with my brother. That's suspect. I think an investigation needs to be launched on that front. That's and a an, weird an unknown history. I like, I like the Un- phrasing. An unknown history the girl I had with my brother. <laughs> you, someone needs to go to the cops. Something an investigation should be launched. And once once to trying too hard and I scared a girl away. <laughs> I wanna see I wanna see that one played out on screen. Once to a girl I tried too hard and scared her away. I just imagine it being comical. Mm. And once love simply me. love me. And once to simply living too far away. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're a good guy, it's just you live on the other side of the city I'm not gonna go over that much You just go over there for me, right? Knowing me, probably not <laughs> Sorry, you live on the wrong side of the tracks You live on the wrong side of the tracks I'm I'm even to the point where I, where I invited a girl out to a big concert with free tickets I had won She left right after the show with her f- other friends who happened to be there Told me we could chat more later and I've yet to hear a word from her. That was weeks ago.
4: <laughs> Dude.
2: <laughs> These failures compounded with failures to gain any interesting job wait, any interesting jobs with my degree, have left me feeling tiny and demoralized. They haunt me even though I could swear I'm cursed. And the looming shadow of my ex, now a successful pharmacist with a PhD and a good looking wealthy boyfriend, has demolished my entire sense of self worth. God, wow, you're pathetic. Thing is, I need to start new. Nobody. Oh I need a way to wipe away those girls, their rejections, and the lingering smirk of my ex, so I can move forward. How can I dispel this curse and no longer feel haunted by my history of love life failures? How do I start over? Sincerely, Voodoo.
3: Um. First of all, get a new online name, Voodoo. Um, dude. Next. He's cursed, Brad. Voodoo. Uh,
2: <laughs> next up, That's grow. up. sounds like up. sounds the like the worst kind of nickname a frat could give someone. Oh, oh, it's Voodoo. Hey guys, what's up? He's cursed. <laughs> it's, it sounds like
3: one of those Daddy terrible. I'm uh, uh, um, really late in the game. He-man action figures.
2: <laughs> voodoo? Oh, it's voodoo. Voodoo.
3: Or maybe a ninja turtle. Probably more of a ninja turtle. Definitely radical.
2: Who would voodoo be? It would be.
3: Just I like think it'd be like a voodoo doll that's like a like a surfer voodoo oh. doll that's like
2: anthropomorphized. <laughs> nice. I actually really like that. That's an interesting. Um, so, Brad, I don't. After reading all that, do you think that he's actually genuinely cursed by some? Do you think his ex girlfriend cursed him? Um, she has her. She has her. She's a. She has a PhD and she's now a successful pharmacist, so she already is into. So she
3: knows about, um, um, yes. things used in witchcraft and alchemy. She knows
2: about yes, alchemy, mm-hmm. uh, genuine, uh, I mean, true drugs, mm-hmm. but also that dark alchemy right. and/or witchcraft. Right. Do you think she? Do you think he was hexed? How would?
3: Oh. I mean, it's very possible that he could be under a hex. Or he could just be like a regular person living in the world because this is the least interesting series of problems. (gasps) I dated a girl, it didn't work out. Then I've tried to date some other people and it didn't really work out. All right, well, you want to find a way to have a new start? meet a new person like every time is a new start what are you talking about
2: yeah it's every day it's it a new day to go out to explore and what's see this? what's out there like the point of meeting new people is they're new people like I put a smile on your face and a hand out to the world and be like hello world <laughs> today's the day here's listen i'll give you i'll give you some
3: actual practical advice you can use in the world right now develop an interest in hedgehogs hmm. because let me tell you something I don't. I don't know if anybody's been on OKCupid in the past six months, but uh, I dip in every once in a while and just see what's going on. And apparently, um, hedgehogs are the new pug, because Mm. like every girl on the fucking planet has a picture with a fucking hedgehog. And I'm like, and what that says to me is, nope, (laughs) fuck (laughs) no, you and your weird hedgehogs,
2: no, no thank you. Hedgehogs are adorable. They're so they're they're cute animals. Are they? Have you ever seen the the Boogie Woogie Hedgehog thing? It would, but like, maybe, like, on a YouTube video, a hedgehog's cute, but, like, in, like... In reality, no. They smell bad. They actually can prick your fingers. Yeah. They're kind of cute. Like, they can roll up into their bodies, but that only goes for so long. I mean, you're going to be much happier with a dog or a cat.
3: Yeah, yeah. Don't have a gross pet. Like... Don't like ugh. but this dude needs a new start. <laughs> so maybe he should just like develop an interest in hedgehogs and then like oh the world's his oyster because like that's yeah. the new
2: hotness. That's the hotness, hedgehogs. Pugs out. They were ugly anyway. The new ugly pet is hedgehogs. Yeah. So So a hedgehog wouldn't do it for you, Brad? You wouldn't you wouldn't see a hedgehog and think, Alright. Never. What if you were reading a profile and it was like, Alright, check. Awesome. Oh yeah, this girl's wow very, she's very liberal she's an atheist she doesn't take uh uh hedgehog picture thoughts immediately what would you do red flag nope uh no thank you click 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 out goodbye block <laughs> loves hedgehogs <laughs> nope x six things Escape. i can't live without hedgehogs 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 and hedgehogs <laughs> oh, uh, winky smiley face the thing i can live without you <laughs> hashtag hedgehogs (laughs) and goodbye (laughs) farewell forever there's someone out there for everyone but not you dude just get a new start maybe move to a new city get new friends your friends are pretty weird anyway because I mean this guy is awkward because he tried he tried to date a girl who was sleeping with his friend what do you mean secretly sleeping with your friend because he's your friend right are they your friends wouldn't he tell you like you know, I have a really big crush on her. Yeah, dude, I'm dating her. Yeah, but what you have... I mean, but I really like her. Dude, you're being weird. That's my girlfriend. Maybe that's what it is. It's just this weird... I well, first of all... I don't know. I, I don't put anything by this creepy dude.
3: This dude is the weirdest. and I, Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I don't want to give him too much credit because I think he might be the worst.
2: Uh, well, his brother is the worst. An unknown history.
3: An unknown history? Girl. What the fuck does that mean? Like, first of all, I don't know. Okay, let's go back to this New Start idea. How about you meet some people that, like, your friends and brother aren't connected to? Like, meet people in, like, a different circle. See, this is... Here's the... This is why, like, you should should never, like, mix... You shouldn't mix. You shouldn't have friends, family, dating. Those things should never mix. You introduce... Uh, you introduce people like five years after you're married like that's that, I think that's what it needs to happen <laughs> Otherwise, you're opening yourself up to these possibilities of secret histories and like friend thing I don't like it's weird. It's weird. Don't have other people in your business like fuck that Ugh.
2: You should just like is... date
3: dates meet people that aren't Unconnected like that's how you get a fresh start like you don't have to like fucking move to Alaska or some
2: such nonsense like just just yeah like meet new people. there's tons of websites yeah. to do it there's tons of things I just yeah you have to be social. I, I do worry about some people because well I mean if you don't want to hang out with people and not socialize, that's kind of your bad right? Yeah at that point maybe you should just accept the fact that maybe you're not a people person and that's just not gonna that's not something you should try to aspire to. Yeah it's that easy. Just go out and meet people. It's fine.
3: Yeah find new people new start new person like it's that easy it's that easy like what are you, what are you like I, I just look, don't understand stop staring.
2: look first stop staring into the nature because it's terrifying mm-hmm. you're getting too scared you're getting caught up in those trees you don't know what's in the shadows just stop doing that and maybe look into the eyes of a new friend whoever they may be that's how you find that's how you stop being having anxiety
3: yeah
2: right have we helped enough nerds sure
3: uh, we got a voicemail here from Pernasec. It's been a while. And I know usually we save the voicemails for the end of the show, but we got a lengthy one here with a, uh, and he would like some response for us. So I think it's like having a little digital Pernasek with us right now.
4: Oh.
2: Digi-purge. Pern, I mean. <laughs> Want to try again? Digital Pernasec. <laughs> All right. That'll do.
0: Hello, Brad and Alex. This is John Pernasek reporting to you from the SS Ramjack. That's right. I am currently on the Norwegian breakaway ship somewhere between the Bahamas and New York City, and I felt it had been far too long since our listeners had my irritating elf-like voice in their ear canals, and so I have come to you today with an update, an official audio-based update, as opposed to my incessant Facebook posts. guys. First off, can I just address a few points? Divergent is a terrible, overlong, (laughs) poorly written, and poorly executed adaptation of what I can only assume is a poor piece of source material. Divergent is not better than The Hunger Games in any way. I, I say that as someone who isn't an ardent fan of The Hunger Games. I enjoy those films, but I'm not a a rabid frothing dog of a fan of those films. Divergent is terrible. The entire premise of that film is is sort of based around a rip off of the sorting hat process from Harry Potter and everyone in it is a bare sketch of a character. None of them have Personalities. None of them are worth caring about. It's it's distressing how tedious and monotonous that film can be for the most part. So, Alex, I, I strongly disagree with your take on Divergent. And also, I must insist that you stop eating while recording. Here's an idea. If you have to keep your blood sugar up, and I know that you do, uh, please just <laughs> don't talk. While eating, as you're masticating on your jellied meats, maybe just turn your mouth away while Brad fills the space with with words, real words that aren't obscured by mashing and juicing. It, 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 it's distressing to me, Alex. Please, please, please. I also think that the Wikipedia page should be updated so that the section checks Alex's can't cash uh, should be changed to uh, checks Alex won't cash because at this point I think we can all agree that Alex has no intention of ponying up those ethereal funds guys there's a lot of stuff I have written down on my little dry erase board here I'm in my very small cabin I have a dry erase board there is just so much here worth talking about please feel free to cut me off in between topics to discuss uh, guys first of all I'm
3: before I before, uh, continues let's uh cut him off and discuss for a second <laughs> any
2: thoughts on your jellied meat uh, uh, mastications um i don't like jellied meat uh, jellied meat is weird i think you love jellied meats um i had really good jelly beans yesterday
3: uh, but
2: not jellied meats
3: well, uh,
2: i i did eat before the show started nice while i was talking with brad i'm sure he saw me put some fruit snacks in my mouth he i did. specifically was thinking of jonathan during that So I'm glad I'm going to make his life a little bit easier, a little bit better. Divergent, do you still stand by your statement of fun ride? Well, I mean, Fun Ride is not a glowing endorsement of anything. I would say
3: that... So you're sticking sticking with Fun Ride, then?
2: I'm definitely sticking with Fun Ride. And I I personally think it was better than The Hunger Games. I mean, The Hunger Games is highly overrated. They're both not great, but at the same time, I mean, if you're a young adult wanting to read dystopian futures, you should probably read an adult book and not a young adult book, because, come on, we've talked about that. I'm trying to think of a really good dystopian novel now. Besides, like, the old classics, but... May come back to that. The
3: old classic dystopian
2: novels.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, first of all, I met a pair of boat bullies, an official pair of boat bu- bullies, guys. I, I mean, I'm stammering just thinking about it. Boat bu- bu- bullies. It was the first day of a brand new cruise. We have been on a seven-day cruise schedule. The passengers had just completed their life jacket drill. I was trying to get to a point where I could make a phone call, and I barely brushed this one guy's elbow with my shoulder because he was much taller than myself. And he immediately whiplash turns to me and he goes, Hey, man, you're really starting to piss me off. Why don't you back up? And his friend was like a lackey in a movie from 1987 because he was loving every second of it. Just this yeah, yeah, yeah guy just backing up his very tall buddy. And I didn't say anything in response because I don't want to get into an altercation. I'm an employee of this ship. But I do stare at them and I maintain eye contact with them as they go up the passenger staircase. And that same dude who yelled at me flipped not one but two birdies at me. He flipped two very angry angry birdies at me, so I guess he meant business. I never saw those two again, because here's the thing. There are over 4,000 people on this boat, and the chances of running into a pair of boat bullies twice is pretty minimal, and it also probably helped that I stayed in my cabin, because I think on some level I was scared. I've been working out every day, and I could probably do fine against these two. Let's be fair. If I got into a fight, I would cheat. I would scratch, and I would tear, and I would take the nearest bottle and smash you in the goddamn face, and then I would throw you overboard, Code Oscar style. That is the code for an overboard situation. It's Code Oscar. Uh, guys, that's the first topic.
2: Um, Boat bullies. An, yeah, boat bullies. We need to do an investigation on who died named Oscar. Because mm, someone definitely. named Oscar went over the boat, but it was like, we don't want another Oscar. And slowly over time, it became Code Oscar. Definitely, definitely. What did Oscar do? Who was Oscar?
3: Uh, may, maybe he was a boat bully. Maybe um, long ago, uh, some people on a boat uh, said, "No more of this bullying, Oscar, Oscar the
2: bully," and uh, Oscar went overboard. Um, goodbye, Oscar. Farewell. Maybe that's what. Maybe that is what they meant by a code Oscar. We got two boat bullies. Two boat bullies get rid of them. Hmm. So, Jonathan, I'm sorry that these boat bullies bullied you. I love that he kept eye contact with them as they walked away and up the stairs, because you know that freaked them out, Jonathan. Just give me they a are more scared stare. of you. They are more scared of you than you are of them. <laughs> I guarantee you. Yeah, you won't see them again because two stupid bros were like, "Hey, man, you're really starting to piss me off. Yeah, dude, what's up? Yeah, dude, what's up?" And the fact that you didn't cower down, but you just sh- sh- gave them an intense, stares. creepy yeah. stare. You gazed into their souls as they backed up the stairs. Like, the only defense he had was birdies. He was just like, what's up? Uh, 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 uh." Flip him off. They are huddled somewhere, crying, terrified. Is he gonna come fuck us up? I don't know, man. I don't know. He's got those eyes. Uh,
3: Flipping somebody off is, like, the most... It's it's just unrewarding. Like, as as a gesture. It's... I don't know. It doesn't... I don't... I just can't. Like, it's like... It's so silly. I... You Like, you can't be like, mm, 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 mm. Like, there's nothing. I, you get nothing out of this. Nothing. This isn't rewarding. This isn't... Mm.
2: Like, I... It's, it's definitely lost any... Like, I just, I can't. I mean, I laugh when I see someone do that. Hey. Not mm, that I've seen it. This is time. how mad
3: I am. I'm going to hold up this I'm finger. I'm so mad. Like, it's so dumb looking, and it feels even dumber. It doesn't... Like there's too much. Like it just doesn't. It's it does not work for me. It's nothing I can pull off. I can't. I can't deal with it. Like we gotta stop. We gotta find a new thing, and that's not
2: it. We definitely do. Um, yeah, I mean, let's think about that as a as a culture, because you're right. If you're above the age of twelve, it has nothing. It's yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Who Cares. So there's that. All right, let's uh, check. Wait, back wait up. a minute. There was something else I was gonna say about the bullying things. Uh, Jonathan, you could totally take these guys. Yeah. go on been working out and i've seen those instagram pics we've all seen them you got this you got this
3: you can take on this you can and you got yeah. the element of
2: surprise Plus, you probably know the boat better than they do. Oh. Get a secluded part of the ship and make it an Oscar code. Nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) What you should do is find out where they're staying because you are on this boat. And let's be honest, 4,000 people, even if they complain, how do they know who you are? Mm. You should, like, stand outside. You should find their room and, like, room service. Bring them towels. I heard you guys need more towels. And they'll be like, holy shit, it's... (gasps) His case. Hold eye contact until they shut the door when you give them their new towels. They will not bother you. (laughs) Yikes! Is that too much? That sounds is that too much, Brad. I, I, that's terrifying.
3: <laughs> it is. Terrifying. That, that requires a, a that level fear, of, That requires a level of intense planning and sociopathic uh, uh, revenge fantasy. That like I don't. I mean, I feel like. I feel like I don't want to leave you and Pernisek alone in a room now because
2: I feel like you guys might come up with something terrible. I mean, I say that, but I would honestly—I mean, I would never do that to another human being unless well, something crazy. Yeah, but you would throw that out that pickup. you would throw out that crazy idea, and Pernisek
3: would, might hold a grudge long enough to just make it happen.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine someone you had like bumped into and tried to give a hard time? Suddenly, was at your door, still giving you the stare. Mm. <laughs> that's when you were. That's when. Because I also yeah. hold,
3: too, that, like, if Parnasek sees them again, they will get the same terrifying gaze. As he should.
2: Yeah. All right. Nice. Let's, 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 get let's get back going on. I got to hear what else happens on the ship.
0: That was the point where you could cut me off, I guess. The the uh, There are some other things I want to talk about here. On the ship, uh, I've been performing sketch material, and I've been doing short-form improv, and one of the examples of... Improvisation we do is called Your First Date, where we very explicitly say, Hey, let's bring a romantic couple on stage, let's talk to them, let's interview them about their first date, and then we will recreate that comedically through improv. It's a thin premise at best, but you know, it works. It hits home for these weird Midwestern white people. We brought a couple on stage. Keep in mind, this is called Your First Date, and we use the word couple more than a few times before anyone is is brought on as a volunteer. And this woman and this man come on stage, and what we slowly come to realize is, I I didn't come to realize this at first, we had a straight-up Oedipus complex on our hands because this woman heard couple and volunteer, and she, she thought to herself, well, we're a couple of people. Why don't we go on stage as a couple of people, apparently? Yes, it was a mother and son. He was 20, and she was much older. It took me a minute to process this, because I thought everyone was laughing at the fact that their age was so different. That maybe this was a May-December romance. No, it was just a mother and a son, so we had to recreate, you know, his birth on stage. Because, really, what do you do at that point? They're on stage, you can't kick them back off in lieu of another couple. So, was it awkward? Yes. And did she seem to understand that it was awkward? No, she seemed to be having fun. The sun seemed to understand that it was awkward, especially when I made a joke specifically about Oedipus, because how do you not make an Oedipus joke? I've also made references on stage during improv sets to the movie Mannequin, which I've never seen, and the animated adaptation of Charlotte's Web. I've done two references to that. Um, do people laugh? No, they don't. Do people understand what I'm doing? No, they don't. Am I doing it for my own amusement? You could make the case. Uh let's
3: see. Uh, as I said we, we have been going to the Bahamas. Uh- I was going to get a pause on that.
2: <gasps> Holy fuck. That is so creepy. I love the How do with- you get that confused? No one says couple. Okay, let's get a couple up here and it's like all right, let's go up there son. Like that's some That's weird. Uh,
3: well, first of all, why is like a-, a mother and her 20-year-old son going on a cruise together? That's I mean already it's weird because like I feel if you're 20 you don't go on a cruise with your moms like i like like i guess you know you're young enough that like if your parents want to go on a vacation and like pay for you to go on vacation cool free vacation i guess but a cruise with your moms
2: that's weird no that is weird you
3: can't do it you can't do it like you just can't you can't do it I do love that they went about creating the birth. Like, I feel like there's like other, <laughs> I know you're in the heat of the moment, but I still feel like there's other solutions. Like, uh, uh, the, maybe the parents first date, and then you ask the son, like, um, hey, tell me about your father, maybe? I, I feel like creating the birth is like, I mean, I sure, it makes sense, but like, that's a creepy yeah. solution to that problem. Like, <laughs> but I love it. I couldn't have ended I love well. it no, it ended with like him like going and
2: trying to like sneak booze from somewhere. Well, it ended with one of Jonathan's and, Charlotte like, Redd references it. to no one got. Like he did Definitely. a Templeton voice I or something. <laughs> I,
3: I, I, I do always appreciate people uh, making jokes that are for no one's benefit except for themselves. Because I think that's perfectly okay. You don't have to dumb things down for other people to understand jokes. You have to entertain yourself. And some people will laugh along just because you seem to be having a good time fuck fuck like people you don't you don't need to know everything i'm fine with it this this podcast has a billion inside jokes that we're not going to explain because I don't have that kind of time in my life. Like, you can go back and listen to the back catalog. You can ask us. You can look it up on the wiki. Like, I, I'm not here to, like, explain the world to you. And if you don't know these cultural references, cultural references, uh, too bad. You just need to make a note of that and do it on your own time. You have Google in your pocket now. We all have Google in our pocket. If it's that important for you that it's really going to ruin your enjoyment of something, just look it up.
2: I, I would have probably gotten the uh, Charlotte's Web references, Jonathan. I would have appreciated them. I... <laughs> as would I. What could they have been? Jonathan, please tell us what these are. It was really obscure, super, super obscure. obscure. Who was <laughs> the father of the late girl, not girl but the pig like the farmer's name. At one point he's talking uh, to his was... sister and he made a he made a reference to that sister's name as they were passing the pin with Charlotte's web.
3: It's <laughs> the most obscure. Who was the who was the who was who uh who's in the who's the head of the art department on the the animated Charlotte's web? Hmm. Uh, well, I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> well. Hmm.
2: <laughs> you put a tail on that just like uh, old uh, Sammy did to Templeton, huh? What are you talking? Who is this guy? The most obscur- uh, was that a Charlotte's <laughs> Web joke? I'm not sure if it was a reference. I- Jonathan, I wish I was on this cruise, and I wish I could see these bullies, and I wish I could see you performing every night. I, I would love. This is the cruise I think I could get behind. As much as we've talked bad about cruises and... Ah, there's something awesome about I don't know. It'd be neat to see Jonathan up on stage doing improv. I like that. I agreed. I
3: listen, listen. If we hit the lottery in the next uh, you know five to ten minutes, um, like we'll take a little ramjack trip. We'll show up on this cruise. Um, I personally think I am fascinated by the idea yeah. of a cruise. I know that a cruise is not designed for me at all. But I find it inherently fascinating. The way I find buffet restaurants fascinating. fascinating. Like like I just wanna watch the freak show and take all the notes. I think I think in my own way, I could have an insane amount of fun being on a cruise, despite the fact that a cruise is designed to keep me at bay. (laughs) I would be I would be like a vampire that's really curious about garlic recipes. (laughs) I gotta know. What's it all about?
2: Right, we may need to get you on a cruise.
3: I, I think like I think it would be fascinating. I might die, sure, but I think it I think it would be worth it. Cause I'm brave. I'm not I'm not afraid. You know I'll take that chance. I'll go on a cruise. I'm a straight up hero. Uh, all right, oh, let's yeah. get back in.
0: Uh, specifically. And in Nassau, they play a lot of music for the tourists as they're going up and down the beaches. And, you know, uh, they also also tell a lot of jokes. The radio DJs in between these songs will tell a lot of jokes. Here's the thing. The songs and the jokes have something in common. And that's, uh, how do I put my my finger on it oh they hate women in the Bahamas and the popular culture uh, likes to bash women and make fun of them and sort of degrade them in any way possible and I I don't mean to speak too broadly here but the only music I've heard in the tourist areas at least of the Bahamas is is anti-woman and the best example I can give you is a song uh, that goes a little like this the chorus goes bad woman make good man Sleep in Policeman Van. You see, the premise of this, it's a story song, if you can follow me, and the premise of this story song is that a bad woman made a good man sleep in the policeman van. You know, because she she cheated on him and she drove him to drink. And by driving him to drink, she pushed him into the path of the copper, as you see. And so it's not really him you can blame for his transgressions. You can't really blame him. You have to blame the woman because her poisonous gash and her hypnotic, evil, poisonous tits... That is what one must blame when you wind up sleeping in the back of a policeman van. And I I think the one joke I remember from the uh, radio station I heard... Something to the effect of: A man walks into a dentist's office and he says, "Well, what, what, what does one do if, if if a tooth is hurting?" And the dentist says, "Oh, you must come into my office immediately." And he says, "Oh, yes, but will it be painful to rip out? Will it be very painful?" And he says, "Well, I'll have to do some examination, but yes, it could be very painful. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you you should come into my office immediately." And then he says, "Oh, will it will it make will it make the person scream in agony? Will it make them writhe about in in sheer terror?" And the just says, "Well, you know, I, again, I, I gotta tell you, it depends on the extremity of the case, but yes, I, I think that could be the case. But you know, you must come in if that's if that's true." And then the guy who's been asking the questions turns out toward the waiting room and he goes, "Okay, honey, come on in. This is gonna be great." Now, you would think that that's not much of a joke, and I'll tell you what, it's not, because there's not really a punchline outside of the fact that this man wanted to know if it would really fucking hurt his wife to undergo some sort of tooth operation. And when he found out that it would, he was very excited for it to happen, presumably in front of his face, because he hates his wife, if you get my meaning. Guys, there are a lot of scooter scooter bitches on this cruise. I would say that if you got all the scooter people together, you could, you could mow all of the other passengers down slowly, but surely there are a lot of scooters. There's a lot of chub chubbies, a lot of chubby kids just sort of piling their, their, their their plates with macaroni and cheese and cornbread and chicken tenders, and, and, and they're sort of balancing their plate with like another plate that has dessert, and then they have like a glass of soda on their heads. Just, just chubby chub chubs in little tank tops, and they should, they should go to their parents and say, "You should be ashamed of yourselves for allowing me to eat in such a way." Uh, on the Bahama, uh, on, on the there's a man-made island I should say before we get to the bombs, and that's called the Great Stirrup Okay, It's a man-made island owned by the Norwegian crew line, and they have specialty wheelchairs and specialty scooters for, you know, these scooter bitches, and the wheelchairs have these enormous clay-white rubber tires that are able to traverse and, uh, you know, overcome obstacles on the island, so, you know, one might say that if you are so overweight that you have to use a scooter, you know, one might say that, you know, you're not meant to be on a goddamn boat in the first place, much less a goddamn island or the bahamas but you know they go out of their way you know they just they they provide these wheelchairs for these people and uh, i say that it is wrong uh i don't actually feel that way but for the comedic purpose of you know this recording i would say that it is wrong i know brad in all truth and honesty will say that it is wrong but but just between you and me because i'm still on the ship and i don't want to get fired uh let's just say that i'm just speaking comedically (laughs) throw them overboard Oscar. Guys,
3: it is definitely wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> Fuck those fools. Jonathan
2: just initiated a Code Oscar. He's like, throw them overboard. He knows what's up. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. He said, was that the Jamaica? Was it Jamaica or the Bahamas that were playing the radio station where they constantly slammed women? I, th- I think he said the Bahamas. I'm not That's Bahamas, weird. Either. I don't understand yeah, that's, that. Yeah, that's really fucked up. And that whole song about, or the joke where there's the guy and he's talking to the doctor and he finds out that this process is going to be painful for someone and then he goes to the waiting room and gets his wife in there and he's he's giddy because it's going to cause her pain that's fucked up that's just yeah that's fucked up
3: like the, like those like those old timey like uh wife jokes like and all that like it's just like it's so bizarre because it's like i i don't uh, i don't i it's so dumb like why don't you just like not be in a shitty relationship? Like, I get that we're trying to have a joke, and oh, we, ah, uh, my wife's really annoying. We can all come together in the fact that we're really annoyed by people that we spend our lives with. What about the
2: physical pain?
3: I, ju- I, it's, it's insane. Like, like, just don't have a wife. Like, get a divorce. I don't. It's not funny. It's, it's that bizarre.
2: mean it comes from a time when I guess marriage was what was considered ironclad. And forever, but still, Ugh. that's all. I mean, all of that is gross. And what was the song that sounded reminded me of Redneck Crazy? The song where um, there's a redneck and his girlfriend breaks up with him, so he parks his truck in her driveway and basically harasses her inside her house from the driveway all night. Oh, so fucking hell. a bad girl makes a good boy spend a night in jail, or the yeah in the in the cop car. Yeah, what, the what does fuck? that even like, mean? I, I need more song like. Uh, Did she frame sexism? him? Bladant sexism, blatant sexism.
3: Frame him, and Did, now he's. She cheated on him, and now he's been drinking, and now he's in jail because it's her fault that he can't control himself. I don't Dude, know. Dude, my like, line went to much like, darker I don't places. Think, why are we? Are she? May, hey, maybe, maybe he killed her. I don't know. Regardless, clearly it's 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 her fault that uh, he can't control his fucking life. I don't know. Like. Ugh. Worst. Sexism. Yeah, Fuck it. Super gross. No, no thanks. Now,
2: Bahamas. now I no, don't thanks. want to go on a cruise.
3: I still want to go on a cruise because I wanna see the freak show. I wanna see these uh overweight Chubby children balancing sodas on their heads. <laughs> I love what he said. <laughs> with their tank tops and <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Ugh.
2: I'm not eating that was simulated gross. that was simulated, Jonathan. I'm not actually eating right now.
3: I, I do see Alex does have a jar of jellied meats, mm. though. He's, he's just waiting. He's waiting for the opportunity. Yum, 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 yum. Put those jelly uh, meats down.
0: They're
4: daisy.
0: Uh, uh, real quick, just a couple more things. <clears throat> As my voice gives out. Rock of Ages, the musical, is another entertainment point of destination on this ship. You can go and you can see Rock of Ages, and then you can see you can see theater die in front of you because Rock of Ages, the musical, is a horrific piece of musical theater, quote unquote. It's a jukebox musical featuring all of the music that you thought you forgot. That sort of pleases the ear in a very generalized, nostalgic way. I, I wouldn't call it a fun ride. Uh, it, it's very self-aware and, and to the point of grating teeth gnashing it's 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 putrid the cast does their best i will say they 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 do their best to elevate the material but the material smashes them into dust again and again and again Uh, the people who go to see rock of ages now that's a bunch of fashion forward pieces of shit that those people are pieces of shit i saw an old man walk into a theater to see a live Piece of theater, and he was wearing uh, flip flops with knee high blue navy socks and plaid pajama picnic table pajama pants and he wore a, a t-shirt that said come to the Bahamas his hair was fucking matted it was 9.30 at night his hair was somehow matted as if he had just fucking woken up and he had huge fucking bifocal glasses and he shuffled his ass into that theater and he had himself a good time there was the there was the mother and the grandmother who brought their 6 year old boy to see Rock of Ages which uh, very consistently uh, brings out strippers and women in lace underwear and it's, it's not a show for children even though I don't think it's a show for adults necessarily and the grandmother and the mother were very like excited and giggly about the strippers and they would turn to their six year old child and sort of whisper in his ear what kind of fucked up Laura Wimsett street secrets are they whispering into his ear are they teaching him about sexuality through this show what the flying fuck is going on speaking of Laura Wimsett Brad please keep reading Laura Wimsit columns I actually think I prefer you reading them over me because y- you you have a, a voice that, that goes with the material very well and so I, I will keep adding those columns to the, the Ramjack wiki please just cherry pick them and, and keep reading them it, it, it pleases me to no end and have I seen the movie Heaven is for Real? no, not in its entirety it has been playing on the crew channel and I've seen maybe about 15 minutes of it at this point it's a putrid piece of shit and can I point out that the family in that movie their last name is Burpo their last name is Burpo and I'll say it one more time Burpo People in the movie consistently say, oh, "Reverend Burpo, I have a question." Stop saying Burpo. It's it's ridiculous guys. Uh, that's pretty much it. I've been talking for 14 minutes. This is more than enough, I'm sure. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it back to you. It's it's your show at the end of the day. I, I'm just the guy that shows up. Yes, Adrian is here with me. He got a job at the Mandarin Spa and Salon. He is with me. He's currently working right now. Uh, but, you know, he loves being on boats. I mean, we, we talked about it before. He, he went and he did a sort of excursion, a little sort of isolating excursion out into Lake Michigan on his tugboat. So for him to be on the high seas is very natural for him he has not come to see a single show of mine which I think is ridiculous because the salon closes at a certain point and I feel like he should come support me but you know that's fine I'm sure we'll hear from him soon uh that's not true he's never gonna he's never gonna come into my cabin he's got this solo. there's a real thing called a solo cruiser cabin the solo cruiser cabin is for single people the walls are basically transparent and you can see silhouettes of people fucking and you can hear people fucking um yeah that's the kind of place this is Um, I'm here until March. Please feel free to visit on this floating ramjack station of ours. Uh, you know, Chicago, Cincinnati, Florida, the Bahamas, we're everywhere, guys. We're everywhere. Okay, uh, well, you know, I, I live here, and uh, I, uh, I, I, I help take care of the kids, and uh, I'm with Julie now, and uh, I don't know if this is necessarily a good Gary Busey, but uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good Ronald Reagan. <laughs> uh, I refused to say AIDS in front of a national crowd until 1986, but, uh, you know, jelly beans, jelly beans, jelly beans, I guess.
4: Amazing. Wow.
3: Um, first of all, um, uh, Certainly a better Ronald Reagan (laughs) than a Gary Busey. Definitely will agree there. Um, Just to go backwards. uh, (laughs) Solo cruiser cabin. What the fuck?
2: Hey, I got the solo cruiser cabin. You want to come back? Give these kids a show? Give that little kid a show. Look, he's bored to death. He's got that soda bottle on his head. He's trying to balance it. Let's give him a show. Hey, come back to the solo cruiser cabin. That's weird. It has transparent or translucent walls? Uh, paper thin, paper thin
3: he said um, yeah I don't know about that that sounds sketch Jonathan Super says sketch. you can
2: see their silhouettes Jonathan they can see you staring at them you're getting a reputation around the ship as being <laughs> the staring guy is that why that that guy on the steps recognized <laughs> you? Because his words to you were I'm getting really tired of your stuff man it's cause you've been watching him oh, in his solo Jon- Jonathan's actually in a Jonathan's in a solo cruiser cabin <laughs> look man I see you outside my solo cruiser cabin I'm getting tired of your shit that is amazing that yeah. is amazing Jonathan I hope you live through this cruise man Rock of Ages man jukebox musicals Indeed. are the worst my yeah. girlfriend and I were talking uh, with some people I think last weekend and they were going on about how awesome once was and we looked at each other and we're like nope nope uh-huh. your musical is the worst I can only assume Rock of Ages is even, hits even new lows though I kind of want to see the movie adaptation yeah. because Russell Brand is in it and that's I just want to support Russell Brand I uh, but Tom Cruise yeah. is also in it. Tom Cruise is good sometimes. I, I enjoy, I actually enjoy a lot of Tom Cruise films. I haven't enjoyed a Tom Cruise movie. Hey man, you don't ever. like Jack Black movies either, and that's not your fault. Jack Black movies are normally the worst. Well,
3: Jack Black, Jack Black is the 9/11 of humans. Like there's there's that's no. The, like that's that different level like i i don't loathe the uh, tom cruise like he's lame and he usually picks movies that suck um but like he's not the 9-11 of humans haven't seen jack black do a lot
2: well but then again ugh, and again
3: except look like a man that he he looks like he smells like spoiled milk (laughs) that's it's just a fact um what about these like people like whispering to like a child uh, during uh, a stripper scene? What are they whispering? Uh, yeah, I
2: don't think you want to know. What are they
3: saying? Like that's bad news bears all the way around. Can't do that. Terrifying. Terrifying. Uh, but again, Jonathan, thank you for the update. Um, also, um, thank you for giving me your blessing to read Laura Wimsett columns and suggesting that I I, I, uh, I sound more like a Laura Wimsett in your mind than you do. I don't know if that's a compliment. That's definitely
2: that's good for Jonathan. That helps us know that I, that's a good thing, I think, that he, he thinks that you sound more like her.
3: He says that he thinks I embody Laura Wimsett, uh, which is upsetting and terrifying. It makes me question many things in my life.
2: Brad, um, before we go on to the Laura Winslet column, can I, th- can I squeeze in a little bit of more news? Please, please is, do. This is interesting.
3: Is it oh, hot it's, news? It's
2: hot, off, it's hot off the presses. Um, so, it was generally thought that rhesus monkeys could not recognize their own reflection. Because they can't. Mm-hmm. All the experiments we did show that they don't care. Cats, dogs, they don't understand their own reflection. They think it's another animal. It's not them. Or they just don't recognize a mirror. They're like... Mirrors are weird. There's only a few creatures that can actually look into a mirror and see themselves: dolphins, uh, chimpanzees, gorillas, humans. But they trained rhesus monkeys to become like self-aware in a mirror. This is the first animal that couldn't see themselves in a mirror that now can, and it's kind of weird how they did it. And it almost sounds like torture. Let me let, let me tell you what's up.
4: Oh, so they oh, no. sat
2: among each monkey in a secure chair facing a mirror. And a secure chair facing a mirror. They strapped a monkey into a chair facing a mirror. Then they shined a red Mm. laser dot that caused mild skin irritation somewhere on the monkey's face. Each time the monkey pawed at the dot, they would receive a treat. As their training progressed, monkeys pawed at a non-irritating laser dot and eventually touched an odorless dot, red dot mark, that was put on their face by, like, makeup or something into the mirror. Um... It was at this time that they began to become aware that they were the creature in the mirror. Um, they did a few more tests, uh, putting it like on different parts of the monkey's body. And eventually, the rhesus monkeys could look at a mirror and recognize themselves. Because, I guess, of this weird, long laser torture experiment. They shined a laser that on the is... monkey's face, and when it would scratch it, they got a treat? They...
3: Oh, so they, they basically put like a monkey in like a James
2: Bond villain torture
3: device and they're like they're like shooting it with like a red laser and burning it like, that's fucking insane
2: like yikes and you're making them self aware now that they're aware of things who do you think they're gonna come after the researchers are trying to laser on their face and hurt them
3: oh that's creepy that's really and now creepy the only...
2: but... go ahead we cool. Cool. We can scare monkeys into like um, recognizing their reflection. Cool. Well. Cool. 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 The scientists say that they did these this research because it would help us understand how we can train creatures that have the ability. Like some humans don't have the ability to recognize themselves in a mirror. Uh, yeah, vampires. vampires who can't see themselves in a mirror. Uh, the guys. Here's the thing. A lot of people think vampires don't have a reflection. They do. It's just vampires can't
3: recognize their own reflection in a mirror.
2: so yeah they did this because they think humans who can't see themselves like vampires or certain people with mental disabilities or Alzheimer's it would help them but here's something else they discovered it turns out once these rhesus monkeys could recognize themselves in the mirror all they did was look at their genitals they were like oh this is a mirror that's me let me check myself out they would look at their own rear ends and their genitals kind of weird first thing they did fair enough there's a red dot on my face what's this they said, it was, they said it was universal, like every monkey that they taught to do this, immediately looking at them, checking themselves out in the mirror. Yikes. Vampires will never know that. Can't see themselves. It's interesting that scientists are torturing animals and becoming self-aware. Very strange. Indeed, indeed.
3: Guys, I think it's time we check in uh, with a dear friend of the show. I think it's time we read a little column from Laura Wimsett, pulling one from the archives here. Uh, this is from a while back. Um, it's titled, Sometimes the only talent needed is to try. Sometimes the only talent needed is to try. Is a talent? I don't think it is. Like, there's no punctuation in that. Sometimes the only talent needed is to try. So, all right.
2: <laughs> Go on, Laura.
3: If I only did the things I'm good at, I would type all day and sleep all night.
2: Jeez, really fast at the keyboard. Uh,
3: but every once in a while... Something I can't do comes along that sounds like it would be fun, and so I try it anyway. Oh, great! That's what ha- that's what happened a couple of months ago when I read an article in the newspaper about the Buffalo Paintout. Holy! <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I was vaguely aware of the concept. Artists are invited to sign up to paint outside in plain air, in plain p-l-e-i-n air, which is apparently French for in plain air. Cool. If all, if all of French were this obvious, I would have some hope of speaking a foreign language. But alas, this remains one of the main things I am not good at. One of the many things I am not good at. The first problem, of course, is that I am not an artist. But why let a little detail like that get in the way of doing something interesting? <laughs> oh boy. I had an old set of dried up watercolors somewhere in the basement, but those would not do for this project. Not at al. Not at al. Oh, missing an L there. Um, not at al. So I bought a starter set with eight tubes of oil paint, plus an extra big tube of white, just because it seemed like a good idea. Whoa. And brushes. And one of those plastic things is like you would squeeze paint. <laughs> Squeeze your paint onto. I think it's called a palette? Another French word. That, I'm guessing, means plate. Maybe I can't speak French after all. No, you can't. You can't. Um, the only other painting accessory I could think of was a smock, but I already had an old t-shirt that I ruined when I stained the back deck about ten years ago. An experience that should have warned me never to touch a paintbrush again. Now all I needed was an idea. Well, maybe you jump yeah. in the gun a little bit, Laura. I, I don't know. You need, Laura. Uh, as it turned out, the Owensboro Museum of Fine Art helped with this. There is a theme to their Buffalo paint-out, Owensboro's Sense of Place, which meant I was supposed to paint something in our community. This was a pretty daunting proposition. No matter what I painted, someone would look at it and say, "I know what that's supposed to look <laughs> like, and this isn't it." <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I know what that is supposed to look alike. And this look isn't alike. it. So this isn't, I know what this is supposed to look alike and this isn't it. Uh, but the train really went off the tracks when I found out I only had two A's in which to paint. I'm assuming two days. I'm hoping these are all mm-hmm. <laughs> mistakes and not, uh, Jonathan, uh, not being as fast on the keyboard as no. Mr. Wimsich. Uh, <laughs> see, you had to take your canvas to the art museum on Thursday to have it stamped, registered, stamped dash registered, if you will, as an official canvas of the Buffalo paintout. And then you had to turn your painting in Saturday morning. Yikes. Well, I had said I would, so I would. I gritted my teeth, set my shoulders, and determined that if I couldn't paint anything, I would paint everything. The whole city of Owensboro, or at least as much of it as would fit on my
2: official canvas. Holy shit. I really thought she was about to get, like, paint and try to paint every building. Like, just go from door-to-door painting.
3: It wasn't until the painting was done that I realized I had instinctively narrowed down my subjects to my favorite things, my favorite places. The big blue bridge, the mirror mosaic, the river park center... The Smothers Park Fountain. That seashell looking thing that you can only that you can play music under. I don't know what it's called. The convention center, the sassafras oh tree. Oh god.
2: There's one sassafras <laughs> tree in Owensboro. The
3: Texas gas complete with goldfish pond. Gabe's Tower with the statue of Gabe wearing his
2: red jacket and waving Who the fuck is Gabe? He's a town legend, Brad. He has his own statue. I guess. That waves? Is it animatronic or did she painted all of it. The Davies,
3: the Davies County Public Library, where that book is uh, the uh, the other copy <laughs> of that book that's in existence. Uh, the Messenger Inquirer, Reed's Orchard, Union Station, and the railroad tracks. <laughs> the Owensboro Museum of Fine Art and Elmwood Cemetery. Frederica Street was there too, looking more like a dirt road with a big buffalo. A Clydesdale pulling an Owensboro, capital O at the end, wagon, and the trolley. This is a lot of shit to put I, on a canvas, Laura. Like, yeah. what, I don't understand. I want to see How this painting. How did she do it?
2: Because it sounds like garbage. Like, was it some kind of weird version of, like, cubism where she tries to put everything and kind of, like, make it blend into different angles and sides and shapes? Or did she do, like, an overhead, like, Google Maps picture? So she can get all of these locations uh, in. Or are they just like vertically I w- stacked? <laughs> <laughs> I like to
3: imagine she did like a, she laid it out like a comic book with different little grids. And somewhere there's a picture um, of clouds that look suspiciously
2: like Jesus.
3: I worked and worked and worked and sweated and agonized all Thursday afternoon deep into the night. I woke up Friday morning, looked at my poor little painting in despair. It looked awful. I begged my boss to let me leave work early Friday. I don't ask for much, so he always says yes when I do, and hurried home to paint and paint and paint some more. When I finally put down my brushes and stood back to gaze at the finished painting, it was still pathetic, space ellipses. But to tell you the truth, by now, I kinda liked it. Not because it looked good, (laughs) because it didn't. Just because I had done it. Taking it to the museum was pretty intimidating. I wasn't sure they would want to include it in their show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but Mary Brian Hood exclaimed that it was a delightful example of folk art. Who Polish, knew?
2: Gross, lame.
3: Don't ever take lessons, she admonished me, and don't let anyone give you any advice. <laughs> oh, they're just mocking you. Yeah. Uh, I won't, I promised. Pretty sure no real artist would dare risk his reputation by taking me on as a student anyway. You need a title, my friend Tracy reminded me. How about Go Big or Go Home? suggested my friend John. I laughed but instead carefully printed my title on the card and wistful and watched wistfully as Rocky and Jason who the fuck are Rocky and Jason uh, carried my painting away to the exhibit area. Who, is, who the fuck is Rocky I dressed, and Jason?
2: Or who are they? I don't know. Oh, And Laura, they I, were all I, I, laughing I at you when they said that. Yeah. How about go bigger, go I, I like home? To <laughs> it's my cards. Don't take any I, lessons. Laura's completely
3: lost her mind. Rocky Balboa and Jason Voorhees carried her painting away. Uh, I dressed up that night If my art couldn't look good At least I might Doubt it And headed (laughs) over to the Buffalo Gala Where I found myself mingling Among some of the real talent in our community It's called the
2: Buffalo Gala That's just the worst name for a dance Or any type
3: of event Definitely. Their paintings all looked like What they were supposed to be If I had known this was going to be One of the happiest moments of my life I would have paid more attention but as it was, my mind was wandering, and I was just sort of looking around at all the terrific art surrounding me, when suddenly, a familiar name called mine. Honorable mention. I'm pretty sure I floated to the podium to, to claim my certificate. It had my name on it, and the name of the judge, Jim, Jim Cantrell, a real artist, and the name of my painting. There are places I remember. That's in quotes, that's the name of the painting. Special places, space ellipses, and a special evening. Congratulations, Laura, on your honorable mention. Congrats. I guess. Like it sounds terrible. Did it.
2: <laughs> honorable mention. I
3: wanna see this painting.
2: You know who like, I really admired how, uh, this show? Not the winner or the second place or uh, third place. That one painting, what did you call it? What did you call it, Bill? What did you call it, Rambo? Oh. I called it uh, Go Big or Go Home. <laughs>
3: Oh, man. Like, I, I, can I find this somewhere online?
2: Oh, I'm sure it's still hanging in that museum. We should make a trip to Owensboro. Jonathan, this is the next thing like you need to how? ask your mother about, because I guarantee you she has a copy of this painting And You probably had this painting in your room growing up and never <laughs> knew it that it was a Laura Wimsett painting. That would be so amazing. I gifted it to my oh. good friend. Yeah, your dad bought this at an auction. The second thing he bought me for our next anniversary. Your dad.
3: I... No, I can't seem to find it online, but I
2: really I wish I could. Don't worry, Jonathan. Jonathan has it. has his house in Owensboro.
3: Definitely, Jonathan has. Yeah, his his, his mother has like a print of it, like, like hanging in his
2: bedroom. He never knew if that is that if that actually is real, which let's be honest, at this point might actually be true. I mean, we we joke, but sure. that could easily be in his home. That would f- Jonathan's going to get freaked out by it. Poor Jonathan.
0: Oh. Wow,
3: Laura, you're the worst. You're just the worst. Like, I I guess, cool, you tried something, but, like, you, you've you never painted, and, like, you're gonna buy some oils, and, like, you're gonna start, like, you're jumping in with, like, I mean, that's... That's
2: jumping in hard with no training. Because oil painting yeah. is something you have to read about if you're not... You can't just jump into it. You need linseed oil or a type of oil wit in addition to the pigments. It's easier to work, I, I guess.
3: I uh, guess... Like how bad? Do, like, I, can you imagine? Like, all these all these random locations. Like, she's just like thrown onto a canvas. I can't, I can't even begin to imagine. Like, oh no! I I want to see this so desperately. Like, what the what the hell could this look like?
2: Yeah, I I mean ah. I can see it in my mind. But then again, being someone who you know has studied art and you know has done quite a few illustrations. Here's, here's in my what life.
3: I, I like to have. I think we should have um, the Ramjack g- Gala. Um, I think we should have uh, people do artistic interpretations of Laura Wimsett um, from what we've read on the that podcast. That uh, Whatever that means to you. The theme is Laura Wimsett. Uh, please send in your drawings, paintings, watercolors. Uh, use markers. Uh, Photoshop. Oh, uh, Microsoft Paint.
2: Whatever yeah, poems, you want. Short fiction. Cross stitch. Cro- oh, cross stitch um, would be amazing
3: collage. I just, like, decoupage it onto a plate. Like, whatever you need to do. i like to see whatever, however you interpret Laura Wimsett, I'd like to see your artistic impersonation of that. And then we'll give out an honorable
2: mention prize. It's the only award you get. And honorable mentions yeah. go to the following. Yeah, that has to happen. That has to happen. So please, uh, send, send those
3: our way. Oh, Because that sounds amazing. That is... <laughs> Uh, guys, it's that super special time of the week where we check in with our dear friend Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China,
4: never met before. Who cares?
3: Guys, this episode is a is a, it's a real treat. It's uh, season 5 episode 12. It's called Spot.
2: Yeah, Brad is going to have the task of trying to summarize this episode as well as he can in 60 seconds. Going back to basics here on Ram Jack. Brad, I have some time on the clock. Are you ready?
3: I think I can do this. I think I can do this.
2: Again, if Brad goes over a minute, he is what we call a chump.
3: No, that's not right. You you keep getting the rules wrong. If
2: Brad doesn't go over a minute, not a minute, 50 seconds, he's a chump. If he goes over a minute, he loses. Correct. There's a a tight 10 second window. It's hard to, it's easy to aim for, hard to actually land in.
3: Got the land gotta gotta, gotta hit that landing. Alright, I can do this. I can do this.
2: Alright, Brad. On go. Three, (sighs) two, one, go.
3: Alright, guys, this is the episode spot. So, you, Wesley T, you know he's been wanting a dog forever. Well, Season 5, things are gonna get wacky. He gets a dog, and it's a super cute little dog! But Wesley doesn't like it, because he's like, doesn't want a dog anymore, because he's he's angry that he never got a dog, and he'd given up the fact that he would ever get a dog, so now he's angry, like, at the idea of having a dog, and he tries to shun it, but it's super cute and amazing, and does amazing Season 5 tricks um, that I love. Uh, also, Marsha is apparently working at the diner again. Whatever. Um, also... Heather is, like, not hanging out with Angela because she's got a new friend that is the fucking worst and is going to, like, new-age spiritual bullshit. Um, so Angela gets one-ups her and, like, pretends to be a medium and, like, gets, like, a following of dumb people. So then Heather's pissed off and in the end they work it out and become friends again. Um, Wesley tries to get rid of the dog because he's angry at it. Um, but then he realizes when he's looking for it that he really misses and he actually loves the dog. So he's got a dog now. Yay, that's
2: Belvedere. I have 57 seconds.
1: Yeah.
2: Well done. Nice. He landed, ladies and gentlemen. Didn't go Did overboard. It. Didn't have a, a code Oscar on her hands. Phew. Uh, yeah, this episode of Belvedere is crazy.
3: Yeah, super crazy. All right, just a couple of things off the bat. Um, this episode, we actually learned Savvy Angela's last name is Gilbert. Yeah,
2: that was weird. Angela Gilbert.
3: Are yeah, Goulet? I think Goulet, it's Goulet.
2: Obviously, Gilbert's too come close on. to Goulet for that not to be the real one.
3: I, they both start with G. What, what does that mean? Just, come on, it's got to mean something, right? Um, uh, also, Heather's new friend, um, the actress that um, Alex—did she look familiar she to look you? Did look
2: familiar to me? I don't remember her character name because I automatically just wrote her four and two or five and two craziness mm-hmm. off.
3: Yeah. Um, her, well, her character name is Ramona. The actress is Darcy Marta, um, who hasn't done much, um, hasn't hasn't done a lot, but she did star um in a little Christmas special called A Mouse, A Mystery, Holy and Me. fuck, that was her. her. Yeah, that's her. How crazy is that? Whoa. <laughs> like like two years uh, prior to uh, being in this episode of Mr. Belvedere, she was in that weird random Christmas special that I happen to have. <laughs>
2: Mouse, a mystery, and me.
3: That is the weirdest fucking Christmas really special is. ever.
2: Next to that one thing that Jonathan peeped us to, that toy father and son.
3: Oh, that's, yeah. That's yeah. a
2: nightmare. <laughs> that's not a Christmas special. Yeah, that's, that's a nightmare.
3: No, no. That's a Christmas
2: nightmare. So, yeah, this episode starts out with Heather wanting to go to a paranormal like convention with her new friend. Yeah. Uh, what did you call her? Rosanna? Rosanna? Uh, Ramona. Ramona.
3: Yeah. Um, first of all, what is her rig out Like, this weird... First of all, like, I know she's wearing this, like, crazy, like... It's supposed to be New Age, but it's just, like, a weird
2: gypsy costume. It's, like, like 80s like, Western. It's, like, 80s fashion Western, uh, but all black. With... West, I, where do you see Western? Well, it looks, it looks similar to things that I remember from the 80s that were in and around i guess texas it looks like a dallas outfit except all black it reminds me actually a lot of the costumes they wore on beauty and the beast a television show <laughs> in fact i'm sure that set
3: oh it is so weird i, I it is bizarre it's like she's like a, she looks to me she looks like a goth gypsy I, I,
2: yeah that's a probably a better i mean that's a better act
3: let's not forget um this episode is all about like weird jackets yeah. though like there's so many weird jackets um but like honestly when I first saw her like I thought she looked like she was yeah, 40. I
2: thought she was too.
3: And I think it's just the makeup and costume because now that I realize this is the girl from um, Mouse and Mystery and Me like that's kooky And like she's not that old either. She was born uh let's see what where where, where bre, 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 bre. doesn't say her birth date. But still come on IMDb. Well, she's not 40. I know that.
2: Yeah, she looks... I thought it was weird that Heather was hanging out with... I thought it was, like, a teacher or something. So yeah. when I found
3: out... And she's, like, trying to do, like, a palm reading. It's just... It's it's the makeup and the... I think it's the eye makeup and the everything. It's just... It's a bad look. Speaking of bad looks, Heather, why are you dressed like a 70-year-old man? Heather. Heather, what are you doing? Like, I don't... Like, her rig out... Like, I don't... Uh, I mean... I, I don't want to get into best dress, worst dress too early, but I feel like both of these, like these girls, are like fighting for it. Cause Heather is wearing like she again, the pants are really high. They look like old man slacks. <laughs> <laughs> like she looks like she's she's wearing like orthopedic shoes. She's got like a, an old man sweater. Like she's dressed like an old man. <laughs> she looks like she's in a play, <laughs> like where she's supposed to be like an old man at the Jewish deli
2: poor Heather. I yeah, no one's. I mean they're coming out strong right at the gate with the worst dressed.
3: Yeah. Like the stripes that are on her sweater, like I thought they were suspenders for a second. Like it's I mean, so her weird. pants are
2: eating herself or eating her again like Fred. She's doing oh. Fred pants again. It's really she's the worst. She's so merching it. Straight up merch. Straight up merch and then that weird oversized jacket Brad. I you're right. Yeah, it's so weird. But they've all got on crazy um, jackets like you said earlier. Like so when Savvy Angela yeah. rolls in, she's got on this huge jacket. But what she has underneath is, like, a normal, I guess, teenager's outfit. But does her yeah, jacket have but double I will cuffs? say,
3: um, no, I think, I think it's, the sleeves are, the, the cuffs are rolled up, but the, on the, um, the lining is, like, a white, like a, it's like a pinstripe sort of thing. The cuffs are rolled up, and then
2: her sweater is what's underneath that. It really Yeah, looks and that's her like, sweater
3: under. I think the jacket's kind of cool, because of that, uh, that lining. I like that. Like, it's a weird ensemble,
2: but... I still think it's kind of a cool jacket. I mean, Ange- I mean, if we just had to say who's the best dressed out of these three right out the gate, then yes, Angela mm-hmm. schools these two ladies in a heartbeat. <laughs> Who doesn't school people is Wesley T. Um, well, well, first cool. off, we should say that Savvy Angela comes in. She's talking to Heather and her new friend Ramona. And they're like, hey, we're going to go to this paranormal thing. And Savvy Angela was like, I thought we were going to go to the movies. And Heather was like, I don't remember us making those plans. She said, oh, yeah, I was going to drop by and just ask you. So do you want to go?
3: Which, I mean, like, all right, Angela's dumb or whatever, but, like, I I feel like the crazy thing is, like, they're talking about going to this paranormal thing, and they don't invite Angela. No, sorry, we're going to the paranormal thing. And Belvedere says something like, well, you should take Angela along. And then they don't even, they don't even, yeah. it's like they don't even recognize yes. that statement. Because she is not invited, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it, what, Angela's too dumb to go to the parent, the, the dumb paranormal thing? Um, if there is anybody that I feel should be into like this paranormal
2: bullshit, it should be
3: like Savi Angela, yeah,
2: and she gets into it. So she, they leave, and Savi Angela and Belvedere are there alone, and she's like, "Well, looks like it's you and me, Mister uh, Belvedere, or whatever." However, she mispronounces his bedwetter. I
3: bedwetter, think she calls and him. he's like, he, he says something. He's like, oh, "I don't yeah. think so," and he yeah, fucking leaves agree. there. I'm like, what? I like listen. I need people to stop hating on, on Savi Angela because like like everyone else continues to be the worst like oh dude i mean heather's like wasting her time and money on with her stupid um um fox molder friend and like uh and wesley's gonna be the worst in this up so like uh, i don't uh, i don't even know don't even know speaking of wesley so we cut to the living room and uh kevin's sitting there i guess just hanging out because he doesn't want to hang out at his apartment with Casey or something. I don't know. None of it, none of the continuity of Belvedere makes sense anymore. Like, I don't know what's happened. But Wesley comes down, and he's clearly, he's, he's uh, ripped his shoes up. Like, they're, like, falling apart. And he's like, and Kevin's like, what the hell did you do to your shoes? Listen, I'm trying to get Dad to buy me these, like, fancy, like, um these high tops. And Kevin's like, Wesley, that's never going to happen. Those shoes cost $120. Yeah. I love, I love, like, I mean, I know it's a different time, but I love the fact that like there was a time when $120
2: shoes were like insanely expensive. I mean, you pay $120 shoes, $120 now for just for nice shoes.
3: For decent shoes, like for night, like for high-end shoes, like, oh my gosh, yeah. so come
2: on, Wesley. He's hoping for these. Ding dong, Dad rolls in and with the door cracked open, and he's like, "Hey, Wesley, I got you something." And Wesley looks over at Kevin like. Ah-ha-ha-ha, uh, ha, ha, big brother. <laughs> looks like the youngest gets all the spoils. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> and he looks over, and, and uh, George opens the door, and he says, I got you this. And the cutest little dog jumps, leaps through the door and runs over. Kevin is uh, immediately enamored. He's like, "Oh!" And they all, everyone runs over except for Wesley T, who has a look of, you son of a bitch, on his face as he's looking at the dog and his dad. It's such a cute little dog. Like, come on. But we He's realize great. that the dog means a lot more than just a brand new dog to Wesley T. later. I'm not going to... We'll wait till we get there. <sighs> but Wesley T. really does have a look of like, God damn it. You bastards finally got me a dog, huh? And his dad's <sighs> like oblivious to it. He's like, hey, you always wanted a dog. Here's your dog. It's cute. It's awesome. His name's... You can name him whatever you want. Uh, uh, Marsha comes down in her fucking waitress outfit with a hula hoop mind yeah, you yeah and she's like oh what's this I didn't know we were getting a dog George says he did a thing at work through the uh, network that he was at an animal shelter and he saw this dog and just thought of Wesley so he got it
3: yeah, they, they, apparently they were going to put, they were gonna have to put the dog down if somebody didn't claim it soon so he adopted the dog alright um Marcia, we gotta talk about Marsha fucking being a waitress how again work?
2: how does this fucking work we she,
3: we saw her in the legal hut outfit, like, a couple of times now. What, so what the she's fuck? going
2: back and forth. She must like, keep a waitress job for she, fun on the weekends or something, just to get out of the house, get away from George.
3: Oh, is she, like, doing, like, part-time at the law hut? And then, like, is, does she have two part-time jobs? Is that what's happening? She
2: saw the eighty because... show Moonlighting and decided to go ahead and do it herself. Now she's Moonlighting as a waitress. Oh.
3: Like, it's so insane. And, like, she mentions a couple times, she's like, oh, this this dog's so cute. Uh, um, I mean, I, I should take him to the diner. Because, um, like, the dog, like, jumps through the hula hoop. Because, again, this is, like, the best dog actor yeah. ever. <laughs> like, he's awesome. He knows all the tricks. Um, which we will get to some of them, and they are amazing. Um, she's like, I should take this dog to the diner. Uh, if I could get him into my act, I bet I could make a ton of tips. So, uh, there's no question, Marsha is back at the diner, like shucking and jiving for tips,
2: so cool, I guess. Oh, fuck, Marsha. that's... Uh, <sighs> at this point, Kevin again should be irate. I mean, everyone should be super mad at her.
3: Yeah. I, it's insane. Um, So Wesley is still he's not feeling this dog. You're like, oh, what do you want to name it? Belvedere's like, yeah, you had all those great names. Uh, Attila <laughs> and uh, Napoleon and uh, Destroyer. And he's like, I don't know, what about Spot? We'll call it Spot.
2: We'll call it Spot, because I just want to <sighs>
3: like and then like so Wesley tries to go upstairs and the dog starts to follow him and he's like, You stay here and then he goes up and the dog follows him because it's like a cute, precocious little
2: dog. It is fucking adorable. It's like such a cute little dog. So he's upstairs, he's like, God damn it dog, quit bothering me. We gotta get rid of you. So he puts the dog outside of the his bedroom, shuts the door, goes up to his top bunk, lays down, and George rolls him and says, Hey, look who you left outside. George puts him in bed with him, and then he says, Come on, Marsha, get the camera. Come out here. We got to get... A- this is a Christmas card picture if I've ever seen one. And thinking, oh, like, yeah. that's so fucking weird. Like, like, leave your kid alone. Don't take a picture of your kid
3: in bed. Um, also, like, if, like... First of all, Wesley, like, you've got the super cute dog. Why do you not want this dog, like, in your bed? Because, like, that sounds like the best. Yeah,
2: this dog is awesome. <laughs> like, why it's would adorable. you...
3: Why would you not want an amazing, super cute dog in your bed? Fuck you, no, Wesley. No. But if you make that decision hey parents like don't come in and take creepy photos of
2: your kids. yeah kid the first or. thing that would have alerted me is when you hear george like Marsha should have known better than you hear george in another room honey bring the camera i got a picture for the christmas card nope i mean how often does this happen to where Marsha has the camera like right within arm's reach at night as they're going to bed why is the camera that Seriously? close to their bed nope nope oh. nope what kind of weirdo Christmas cards? There's not no. even any Christmas scenes in it. Like, would this, would this like, be your pre-season holiday card? The, the, like, pissed off Wesley with a super cute dog? Like, no thanks. A Chris, uh, the holidays are coming. Here's a card of Wesley. And spot the dog. Like I, I,
3: I can't like. Listen, I don't care what kind of chip Wesley has on his shoulder. This is like such a yep. cute dog.
2: <laughs> like fuck you, Wesley.
3: A rare fuck miss
2: from Wesley. I, re- I normally like what Wesley's doing and how he's thinking, but this was a, uh, this was a, yeah, a rare episode.
3: And like the, the weird thing is, I feel like this should be one of those episodes, and they've done it before, and they've done it even in this season, where it's like, well, listen, I'm growing up. Like I'm, I'm, and he's like chasing after girls or something. He's like, I don't have time for like to take care of a dog. Like. I want to be uh, talking. I want to talk to Fergie. I want to talk to, like, uh, a girl from The Wizard. Like, I I got other things on my Uh, mind. I don't have time for a dog.
2: Yeah, he doesn't. So, and he kind of says that, more or less. He's like, well, I wanted a dog three years ago. I didn't. Now I don't know what's up. So, Wesley T. is now devising a way to get rid of this dog. It's the next day. Heather has now taken on the same weirdo outfit, the same gypsy rig as Ramona, except without the the crazy hair, uh, hat. It's
3: such a weird outfit. I see
2: the duster thing. I I see what you're talking about now. You see
3: that? Because Heather, yeah. Like, it's, it's so weird because it's kind of gypsy, kind of goth, but it's more like, I don't know, it's like they're going to a gypsy funeral (laughs) because it's all black. Yeah, it's... like I. This does not scream like a weirdo paranormal person to Unless me. Unless
2: it's like some kind of weird 80s specific style that we just weren't aware of because we were too young. Yeah. It's it's so specific. Like there's there's enough jewelry to make Mr. T jealous.
3: Like I don't there's all these necklaces and things and I just don't understand. And like um and like uh, Ramona's got like a blossom hat on, but it's black uh, and I'm like I don't Rose. Like that's it, it's like it's like if Six was wearing all black. It's like goth yeah. Six. That's what that's what it looks like. It's
2: goth Six, <laughs> with Mr. Oh. T jewelry.
3: Fuck! This is not a thing. This can't be a thing.
2: I hope oh. not. I mean, again, outside of Sleeping Beauty, the television show, I've never seen clothes like this. So they're getting ready to go back to the paranormal, I guess. Expo. Yeah.
3: The, yeah, this is the Big Paranormal Expo. There's going to be a channeler there that is able that summons a 2,000-year-old spirit to give, I don't know, wisdom and bullshit.
2: Well, Savvy Angela comes in the door and says, hey, guys, who wants to go to the mall? And they're like, uh, Savvy Angela, you can't just burst in like this. First off, this isn't your house. I know your dad's on tour, <laughs> but chill. And we were going to go to the paranormal thing. And she's like, oh, what's there? And Ramona, who is an elitist paranormal person, says, "Oh, there's going to be someone there channeling the spirit of a thirty thousand year old space alien, so you would know what's going on." And Savvy Angela says, "I know about channeling. You just point a remote to the television and start clicking it, which we assume is a joke." Savvy, she's, she's savvy. savvy. I think she's blatantly making fun of this Ramona girl to her face. I was like, "Why would Heather want to hang out with this bitch?" Fuck this! Like seriously, like this is I. I mean, fuck. And why hell. would? Uh, why would Heather want to hang out with this weirdo Ramona? We find out later that Heather wants to make more friends, and she feels like the only way to do that is to completely erase her previous life. Much like uh, the nerd wanting a fresh start or unable to find a fresh start in women. Uh, there's some weird oh. history between uh, Heather's brother <laughs> and Angela that she just can't get around. So she, There's a there's secret, a secret history. history. There's also a secret history between Heather and her brother. So, <laughs> so she needs to make a, a clean you know. start. What did she oh. say to Kevin in that one episode? I'm not little anymore. I don't oh. wear braces anymore, Kevin. We got that secret history yes. running around that Heather's never been comfortable with since
3: whereas Ramona has a secret history with a mystery-solving mouse. Yes, so that's, put,
2: that's what put her on this paranormal um, roller coaster ride. So they go to the expo. Uh, uh, and Belvedere
3: convinces them basically to take Angela along. Yeah, which I, I uh, yikes. So there's
2: a there's a dude that's behind at the paranormal expo which looks the worst in one of the con- weird mm-hmm. conventions rooms with weird windows, there's a dude on a podium like on a like on a stage with a weird scene on it. And he's gonna be channeling this the spirit of Ramono or Ramirez. Of we uh, we We Map We map fun. We Mappafon. We map a fun. He's got on a baby blue or teal a baby <laughs> teal tracksuit. Oh, goddamn.
3: It's not even a tracksuit. It's, it's a sweatsuit, my bad. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a sweatsuit. It's a sweatsuit. Like it's a goddamn like baby the most baby of baby blues like this is gross it's It's just gross like you can't wear that you can't have people pay to see you wear that like that's no 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 like you can't wear that to the gym like it's not allowed if you're working out at home with the lights off okay i'll let you get a power outage (laughs)
4: like <laughs> when you accidentally like, like there's to be an grab this. Blackout. Yes.
2: Oh fuck! This wasn't my yeah. normal sweatsuit. This was my baby blues. I wear this when I'm sad oh, and want to eat ice cream. So oh. they're there. Heather looks at this guy and she says, "Isn't this like the dude who is like the, the literally the guy who cuts cheese at the deli? Like he's the cheese dude, right?" And Ramona says, "Shut up! He's about to start channeling the spirit."
3: Yeah, and then he's asking for questions from the audience. And there is this woman there and like I don't understand what the joke is. I guess that she's just weird, but she's like, "Um spirit of Rimpavalam, um
2: how can you give me some advice to to kickstart my belly dance career?" Well, we should also mention that when he channels a spirit, he talks normal, kind of weird, kind of low, kind of like a dude like this. And when he channels the spirit, his voice changes into a weird voice, speaking to you from across the universe.
3: Uh, you're doing a so much, so much of a better like spirit channel voice than he does. Thank you, because Th- like you. this, this Fred, I thank you, Alex. I think you're welcome. You're welcome. And I think, I think if you need a new, if you need a fresh career for a new year.
2: Maybe you can. You maybe you should consider being a fake spirit channeler. It's pretty easy, from what Savvy Angelo is about to show us. So Apparently, over, like Bradson wants to be a belly dancer. She wants to. She wants advice on on kickstarting her
3: her belly dance career. Which, and then there's like a laugh. Well, and like I don't. I don't know what the joke know. is. I think
2: it's because, well, she says specifically, I've been trying to get my belly dancing career off the ground. It doesn't work. How do I do that? And she's kind of awkward and kind of out of shape. And she has a weird voice. So I guess it's because who would ever want to see this woman belly dance? I guess. I guess. I guess. It's, it's it is weird. weird. It's
3: fucking weird. Shit happening. It's so
2: fucking weird. Like, I oh, I, don't,
3: I don't even know. It's so bizarre. Like there's so many like w- this episode has a lot of like weird jokes that like I don't understand. There's just a lot of people say weird people saying weird things, and then the audience laughs, and I don't understand what's happening.
2: <laughs> <sighs> so Savi Angela is also kind of put off by it. Heather is skeptical, but like, all right, I mean, Ramona's my cool new friend. I met her at the I met her at the arcade a few days ago. I really want this to work because I really <sighs> hate my life right now. There's a secret history yes. that Kevin won't talk about, and Angela just won't even mention, and I just, I just don't Eesh. know.
3: For some reason, Savvy Angela like, goes to do something for a second, and then immediately comes back. I um, think she says she's going to get a glass Ramona's of
2: like, water. How do you get a glass of water at a convention? Uh, I have no idea. And why would you say a glass well, she, of water?
3: Yeah, she also walks out of the room and then almost immediately walks back in. There's just enough time for Ramona to say,
2: "We've got to ditch
3: her." And Heather's like, "Really? What do you mean we can't? She's the, she's worst.
2: the worst." Did you see what she's wearing? A blue sweater, a, a blue sweater blue sweater with a weird kind of like yellow turtleneck underneath it and just denim. Ugh. Where's she getting her fashion sense? Ugh. We got to ditch her. But didn't she drive? Shut up, Heather. We're gonna go
3: yeah she comes back and they're like sorry we just gotta i just gotta call my sister has a flat tire and she's like y-, and i love it because sam Angel calls around I was like you gotta call here because they don't have cell phones.'" and phone. that tricked
2: me at first because i thought well no of course she did because she's got a cell phone oh <gasps> holy fuck this is before cell phones were a thing like i got excited hearing that because it really did for a second i forgot that we're watching a show that was made yeah. what over 20 years ago at this point i mean come on oh yeah
3: yeah, and so and so Ramona's like, no, she called me psychically, that she has a flat tire. Like it's like, ugh, it's heavy. Angela's seeing through this already, so they like shuffle out of there, and then Angela's like, wait, I drove here. Oh no,
2: I got bamboozled. She kind of, she stumbles over to uh, the medium channeling a spirit, and the belly dancer lady asks another question. How do you get, I mean, how do people channel spirits, spirit channeler? Because if this belly dancing thing isn't working for me, how do I get in on this? And he says, hmm, it's easy to channel a spirit. One must
3: have a clear mind. No, he directly says, like, an yeah, empty mind.
2: I was giving it a bit of a doubt, because, I mean, come on, we call her Savvy yeah. Angela.
3: So. Um, but then, like, the camera, like pans over to Savvy Angela, who's come up with an idea, and then we zoom in on Angela in the weirdest, like, zoom in ever, and it's a
2: way too close close-up. They take the camera, stick it up her nose. They take Definitely. It her. Straight up Bill, O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly tactics. O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly'd her. I laughed. Put a camera, yeah. up her nose. <laughs> How did you not know they were doing that, Brad? I, there's a lot in this I episode for you, specifically.
3: There, there really is. I mean... I love Savi Angela, but, like, this was weird. This was such a weird, like, zoom in. Speaking of uh, weird. <laughs> so.
2: Next scene. Belvedere's faulting laundry. Uh, Wesley T. is at the kitchen table, like, eating something. George comes in with the dog, and the dog rides in on a skateboard with a jacket and a toboggan. Like, this, like, I... I mean, if I didn't love this episode already, like, like you
3: put a cute dog, like, have it, like, ride in on, like, a little scooter (laughs) with, like, a hat and, like, a full outfit, like, it's so cute. It's the cutest thing in the world. Like, it's a dog, like, it's, I say a scooter, it's more like a skateboard with a, (laughs) with a handle. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the prop department had too much fun making that. The dog is wearing a jacket
2: and a hat. Well, it's like an 80s version of a scooter, I guess like yeah. um, Back to the Future where they had those weird it, it's so but right before that Wesley T had been talking to Belvedere I was like look I'm just not feeling this dog he's kind of dumb he's nothing special and that's when we see him come in and basically do a circus act yeah something else I really like about this dog actor is unlike other dogs, like Lassie, where you'll ask it a question or you will talk to it, and it just goes, ruff, ruff, or barks. This dog fucking growls at Wesley T. sometimes when he says something he doesn't like. It's not yeah. just, it's more like, if he does something he doesn't like. And I respect that in a dog, and a dog actor. Yeah. I, uh, the hat on that dog is so cute. I love it. I love it so much. You know what hat isn't cute on something? The hat in the next scene, because... Uh, Ramona has changed her blossom hat for a Uh. straight-up cowboy hat.
3: Is it, like, yeah, but it's, like, weirdly, like, the sides are, like, bent up, like, in a weird fashion. It's like, it's like, it's like a pirate hat that's trying, it's like a cowboy hat that's trying to turn into a pirate hat.
2: that is, yes. Which makes all the sense, given this paranormal convention. (sighs) They come back to the convention... uh, this is the next scene And there's,
3: wor- there's word of a, of a new channeler that's, It's all the rage in the uh, idiot uh, culture And they're super excited to see this uh, They channel a, a 500 year old uh, uh, Swedish like dairy farmer or yeah. something
2: Milkman A milkman And um, surprise, surprise But who is the conduit for this spirit? This ancient soul But one savvy Angela
3: Oh, savvy Like, I love it It's a savvy move
2: her voice is even more. I mean, it, it's making fun of all of this even to a, a larger degree because her voice isn't sagely, but it's just kind of like a dumb, weird voice. It's a wacky Swedish voice, yeah.
3: It's uh, uh but like still like it, for wacky uh, acting choices, it's a pretty solid one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you gotta love it. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Um, after that, we have a weird cut that where a commercial was, but the person that put this on YouTube like cut too yeah. far, so we missed we something. Miss something. Something happened. We may never know what that um, was, but. It was probably some tender embraces because we got Kevin and Heather and Mr. Belvedere in the living room and uh, so it probably started off with Kevin saying listen sis we can't be together anymore I'm theoretically dating my roommate Casey and you're my sister and Belvedere's like yeah all the incest in this house is really weird and it should stop that's when we come back in
2: <laughs> um. because Heather says enough of that listen Angela's gone crazy <laughs> She's a fake and a phony. She's at that spirit convention, and she's pretending to channel a spirit. That's bullshit. And it's like, Heather, shut up. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, you know what? Maybe you should just talk to your
3: friend and, like, stop being the worst. And all of it's bullshit, Heather. Yeah. Yeah so uh next scene we cut to the kitchen and there's a huge mess on the kitchen floor there's food everywhere and uh wesley the dog is like sitting in the middle of it and wesley's just tearing stuff up around the dog clearly framing this dog for crimes it did not commit because it's so
2: obedient and willing to think the best of people like dogs do when wesley says stay the dog just stays where it's supposed to
3: (sighs) worst worst
2: dude fuck you wesley
3: t did not take advantage of an adorable dog
2: Parents come home, like, so uh, work. Wesley T counts down, and right when he hits three, we hear Wesley. He runs in there.
3: Oh, also, we should mention that earlier, when the dog got uh, skateboarded in, um, George had told him that uh, he's got one, he's he's uh, he's you know, not taking he's not been taking care of the dog, he's got one more chance, um, or they're gonna get rid of the dog. So that's why Wesley is now framed to this dog for a crime it didn't commit. Um, he's hoping he'll, they'll get rid of the dog, so he comes in, they're like, right, listen. Wesley T, what did we tell you? He's like, ah, oh, I guess you're right. He said if I messed up one more time, uh, you're going to have to take the dog back. Welp. <sighs> guess that's it.
2: <sighs> See, but this, is, this the, is where Wesley T, is. he shoots himself in the foot for overacting. Because he says, no, Dad, please no. All right. And he gets on his knees and looks at little Spot and says, Spot, I'm sorry I failed you. But I guess you're going to have to go back to the dog orphanage. I'm so sorry. And he gets up, and he, like, kind of like, gets sad, and he kind of, like, stumbles out. And Marsha's like, George. She he says, well, wait a minute. And Wesley T says, what? Excuse me? <laughs> I was almost out the door. This was supposed to happen. This was why? What you happened? You can't. How could you get rid of this dog? Yeah. This dog is too cute to get rid of. Says, can't. No. can't. do it. I don't it. care if he got into Belvedere snacks, which I guess is even better, because he was hoping that Belvedere would also get behind getting rid of the dog by using his snacks as the thing the dog got into because he got into the ho-hos yeah. and belvedere says not the ho-hos anything but the ho-hos and george says it's so you know bonkers you're keeping this dog forever i can't separate this dog i saved him from the needle just do a better job wesley are you grounded <sighs> damn it like
3: i uh, it's so bonkers so next scene wesley's up in his room he's got a, he's got a crate he's a. Uh, He's, his plan is to send the dog to Betty White. I was really hoping we get a
2: Betty White cameo.
3: <laughs> Me too. I guess maybe Betty White was like... Uh, I don't know. Was, like, was she the Sarah McLachlan of the 80s or something? What was, which I guess she's involved with the ACPS, ASPCA or something, Dude, maybe? Dude,
2: would be so awesome if there was a joke that we'd miss because...
3: Oh, definitely. Because they're not going to mention Betty White for yeah, no reason. Which is
2: why I was hoping she'd come into the show, because that would have been perfect. Because that also means yeah. that... Well, she would be playing Betty White, not uh what was it, Rose. Not Rose.
3: Uh, yeah, apparently Betty White's all up and like there's like a million things about Betty White and dogs, right. so I guess she's like clearly been some kind of a dog advocate, but aw, there's a bunch of pictures of Betty White with cute dogs. I love it. Oh Brad, my god. Look drawn
2: into it. Ah. Brad, step away. Ah. Brad, close your eyes. Cute dog. Brad, look at nature. Brad, look at nature. Let the fear <laughs> return to you oh. so you can <sighs> be Gross. self-controlled.
3: Ugh. Ugh. Ugh, Ugh. Ugh. nature. Bleh. Ugh gross all right so <laughs> and he's talking to the dog he's like listen hey listen dog i just don't i don't want you like i'm gonna send you away and so the dog is like upset and it just runs yeah, off Yeah. well
2: it tries to play cards with him like look dude i know we got off on a bad foot let me beat you at pinochle again and wesley's like no dog i'm not gonna lose money to you again in pinochle you got me <gasps> fool me I... once shame on me fool me twice no thank you i'm sending you to betty light I... deal th-
3: this is such a great little well-trained dog it actor. Really is. Like I love I love a ridiculously well-trained dog actor in a show. Like any day, like it's the best. It's the fucking best.
2: And this one's so, so good. The dog runs off to hang out with the seal in Belvedere's room. <laughs> Cause this dog's <laughs> smart. Um That see, I I'm I
3: mean, I, I have a terrible fear that we're not gonna see this dog mm-hmm. again after this episode. Um, but if we don't, then I, I, then it's canon that, uh, a dog's hanging oh, out with dude. the
2: seal that still exists. If, if we don't see the dog again, I'm gonna be pissed as a viewer because we've seen Marsha's fucking outfit for the goddamn diner. We keep.
3: But, but they can't decide where she works. We haven't seen Kevin's roommate. We haven't heard anything about him. Like, he's just hanging out at the house for this episode for some, for no reason. So, I mean, I don't trust the continuity of Belvedere. Like, it's whatever they want it to
2: be. We're, we're missing like, key I, it's... points in their life. We're missing key episodes yeah. that either got cut out because there just wasn't enough orders for episodes, or there were other stories they wanted to tell. I want to see those stories, Brad. I just like I I regard whatever happens.
3: This dog is still in the house, and the seal is still yes. in the house. I, that's just the fact. We're like, listen,
2: nobody on the planet has devoted as much time to Mister Belvedere as we have. It's a not fact. Even series, uh, not even the actors themselves. I think at this point have dedicated no. enough time to this. The writers, no, definitely
3: not. We, because the actors, they're not in every. All of the actors are not in every scene, so we've probably overall put more time into Mr. Belvedere than they have. Most certainly. Come on, so it's a fact. So it's
2: it's a purple morning, the next day. Uh, Heather's wearing a purple sweater. Belvedere comes down. Heather's like, I just don't understand Savy Angela anymore. I just don't understand me anymore. I need a new friends. Uh, ding dong. Savy Angela comes over again unannounced. This time in her own purple gown, uh, outdoing Heather's purple sweater. And trailing behind her, carrying her, I guess, uh, dress train, is Ramona because Ramona now thinks that Saviangela Angela is some sort of um, Swedish milk uh, milking god. The
3: outfit is insane because yeah. it's like she, it's like she's trying to be like 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 some weird like guru type thing, but with a train. But there is also like weird like. It does have a little bit of like a, of like a Norwegian like flair to the dress.
2: The 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 braids in her hair and the flowers, which I guess is a hallmark Mm -hmm. of Norwegian, or Swedish, outfits. It's it's this weird,
3: guru slash Indian slash. Norwegian like thing and I'm like
2: I, I don't understand and Ramona is the fucking set worst like she's like oh yeah but with a different like what does she had on a toboggan or like a headband the girl likes her her weird she likes to set off her strange outfit with some sort of headgear yeah
3: it's uh, yeah it's, 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 it's some kind of like fabric wrap thing cause it, like it flaps behind her as well
2: so Savi Angela comes in basically to close in front of Heather hey that friend you had She's now trailing behind me, begging at the chance to to uh, ride my coattails, almost literally. In fact, she dismisses yeah, it, her by saying, hey, I might let you brush my teeth later if you leave to where Ramona cannot fucking wait. She's like, yes, yes, I will do it. Yeah.
3: She's like, Ramona, go wait in the car. What? Listen, if you do it, I'll let you brush my teeth later. And then she runs off excitedly. Like um,
2: Savvy Angela has made Ramona her bitch. She's made a lot of people in the pit that her bitch. She looks at Heather and's like, "Who's on top and who's on bottom now? Deal with it." Like Savvy, Savvy Angela, I love yeah. you. This is why she has the name Savvy Angela. Yeah. <laughs> Turning the tides, but she really did come over so, uh, just to hang out with Heather, just to be like, "Hey Heather, what's up?" Yeah. Yeah, I do this guru thing now. It's kind of like that weird cat lady homeless thing I did a couple of weeks ago. It's just me, friend. You want to go do something?
3: <laughs> I'm just trying things out. Whatever. It's cool. I'm having
2: fun. I'm having fun. I'm gonna be 20 oh. soon. I'll be having more fun then. I'll get involved with a 26-year-old. It'll be it'll be great. No worries. Oh, and Heather's like, you gotta stop this, Angela. You gotta stop pretending that
3: blah blah blah. You, you're just a fake, blah blah blah. <laughs> you're this nothing is but not, a you fun. gotta stop it. You're a phony. You're a big fat phony. <laughs> and,
2: and Angela's like, well duh. <laughs>
3: so what? Are we gonna hang yeah. out or not? Not until you stop doing this. Mmm. All right, fine, then goodbye.
2: I got money to make. <laughs> I'm a paper chase now. Um, later, everyone is sad because...
3: They're worried about Wesley because Wesley, they don't know where Wesley is. He's gone missing. They haven't seen him all day. Um, he comes in looking like a real sad sack. Uh, and then he's like, well, listen, I had to go find Spot. He ran away. <laughs> and then it all comes yeah. out. You're like, what? you haven't been taking care of that dog at all. What the hell is your problem, you fucking asshole? Begging for a dog forever. You get the cutest, most amazing dog ever, and you act like a little asshole. And then,
2: what's he say, Brian? Like, he lays it out.
3: Yeah, it's super weird. He's like, listen, I wanted a dog for forever. I wanted a dog more than anything, but you guys kept saying no. So eventually, I just realized I was never going to be a kid that had a dog. Other kids got dogs just for being kids. Me it was always, all right. If you get your grades up, all right. If you stop getting in trouble, if you do this, you will get a dog. I never got a fucking I can't, dog. I can't moving the so I just post. realized. I love
2: that part. He's like, good grades. Move yeah. the goalpost again. Uh, clean your room. Move it again. Stop running a gambling ring in the basement. When was enough for yes. you, Dad? <laughs> Have become a football champ uh, and win the trophy that Kevin
3: never did.
2: <laughs> Run a startup business from the house and make so much money to, and it's like...
3: It, uh, but then it gets weird because he's like, and I just realized I was never going to have a dog and I accepted that and I was like, all right, well, that's just the way it is and then like you bring this dog home and I was still mad at you for... for it's like... This is like a fucked up like deep psychological problem Wesley has. And that's why I
2: love Belvedere. Cuz
3: <laughs> yeah, because like again, I was really ready for it to be like listen, I I I'm not I don't want to hang out with the dog anymore. I want to go to the mall and meet chicks. Like, I like you're treating me like a little kid. Like, why couldn't you have given me a, the dog that I wanted when I was a little kid? Like, I'm older now. I, I Like, I don't want to be tied down to this dog. Yeah, really.
2: Look, Brace no, face is at the it's... mall. He's got these two. He's got twins over at the arcade. We're going to go get him some pizza. What am I supposed to do with this fucking dog? Wesley T, this dog is awesome. Bring the dog to the arcade. I'm sure this is going to be a chick magnet. Definitely. This dog can play peanut Definitely, for crying out loud! It can ride a skateboard, dog, and it looks adorable.
3: Oh, it wears little clothes and rides a skateboard. It's so cute. Like Wesley, you gotta up your game. Like uh, it's, but it's so creepy that it's just like I was. I'm. I don't. I can't let love this dog because I'm too angry at you for not getting me a dog when I wanted a dog to love this dog. Like that is like the beginning
2: of like something terribly wrong in this kid's yeah. psyche. But then, I mean, and then Wesley T said, and as, you know, I was looking for the dog, I realized, dude, you want a dog. Come on, you're a dog, dude. I'm well, no, worst. he says, like, I, as, as I was looking for him, like, I got,
3: I started worrying, like, and worrying, uh, you know, if he was okay or not, and what had happened to yeah. him. And then I started worrying about him, and then I realized whether I wanted to or not, I really did love this dog.
2: Whoa. <sighs> Wesley T, staring into the woods for a second. <laughs> bring that fear back to base camp because you need to chill dude
3: <laughs> seriously ooh fuck
2: everything's right with the world belvedere brings the dog down from the seal seal's room i could have swore we heard a <laughs> from like upstairs like the seal barking uh-
3: well, there's a couple couple of things to mention. Um, first of all, Wesley says I, I would I would I would do anything like just just to know he's okay. And then Belvedere comes in with a dog. And is like, I guess that's a blank cash like, blank check that I'll be cashing. Yeah, that's really
2: fun. I love Belvedere waiting for the right opportune time to just swoop in and save the day with a dog, and get a wish out of it. Yeah, it's basically a wish. He's made Wesley <laughs> into a genie.
3: Exactly. Um, oh, there's also a moment when they're when they're before Wesley gets home, and they're like, "I've, I've called everybody. I called the Huffnagels I called the Knobnobsters." Oh, God,
2: Knobnobsters.
3: Does Does Wesley not know any <laughs> people with normal <laughs> names? Just what Melvedere
2: says it's the best thing in the world.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's the best. I never thought we'd hear Knobnobster again. Did? Thank Seriously. you. Seriously, <sighs> maybe there's hope we'll see this dog again after this episode. Oh, yeah.
2: So we go back to the paranormal convention. Savvy Angela is answering everyone's questions. Hey, Savvy. Why do people not like me? Probably because you smell, dog. Oh. yeah, my bad. Take a bath. Um and that dude's a real
3: creepo. <laughs> he looks so creepy. Um, Belvedere, by the way, has advised heather. um if if and if Angela won't uh, um cut out this nonsense, then maybe you should go talk to uh, Lars, the uh, um the dairy farmer and try to talk through things with him. So that's what Heather's done. She's uh, arrived on the scene, and she's asking uh, Lars questions uh, about Angela. Like, hey, um, hey Lars, why did my best friend steal my yellow sweater two years ago and never give it back?
2: Why did my friend uh, cheat at, at uh, Jack's when we were kids? Why did my best friend dance with the dude I had a crush on, even though she knew I had a crush on him?
3: Because it's your brother. Because
2: <laughs> it was your brother, Heather. And that's weird. Okay, whatever you guys do in the Fact. cruise ship is what you guys do. <laughs> whatever you identify as out on the ocean, I mean, that's maritime law. I mean, that's whatever. <laughs>
3: incest, incest isn't covered by maritime law. <laughs> There's international waters. Shit can happen.
2: But here <laughs> in the pit? That shit's wrong. <laughs> but that's what breaks Savi Angela, because up to that point, she answers every question as the guru and like you know material possessions mm-hmm. don't matter Heather you're a bitch but that's the one where it's like <laughs> okay now look that's when things get real and that's when they ask wait a minute where did Lars go and Angel says it's fake you people are idiots get the fuck out of here
3: Oh. so they, they make up and uh, like Heather's like yeah well I'm just trying to meet new people and try new things and I like I don't know like I just thought like it wouldn't work if you were around and he's just like, well, whatever, dummy. <laughs> like, this is dumb.
2: And they're like basically like, I like, miss the weird things you would say. And Saviangela said, yeah. And they hug and they, they, the camera pans as they go out of the paranormal studio, like studio, the paranormal expo. And we see a table full of slaves and or crystals pending on, I'm sure there's spirits harbored in there against their will.
3: Definitely some spirits been, been collected. It's a real creepy hollow. Basically
2: it's <laughs> creepy hollows, the convention
3: it's creepy it's the creepy hollow in the pit <laughs> oh so uh then we cut uh to belvedere's room and wesley's talking to him and he's like boy uh thanks for uh taking care of spot why didn't you do why didn't you tell me he was here and belvedere's like well listen it's you know when i first came here um uh, i understand how you feel because like uh when I first came here, you really annoyed me because you were really clever and smart and uh, getting into things. And I didn't really want to like you, but I did deep down. And I know you knew that you would deep down really love that dog
2: or some such nonsense. Because, Wesley, you're like my spot. It's and so I'm gonna weird. going to out. What? Oh. I've waited long enough for my wish. <laughs> <laughs> and now I went breakfast in bed every morning. And I love that Wesley T. asks him, like, you're not going to hold me to that, are you? Go ahead and get to bed, Wesley. What does he say? The the hen lays its eggs at 6 a.m. sharp?
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow. This is... First of all, uh, listen, Belvedere. Like, your job is to, like... You're not... You're not the babysitter. You're... uh, You're a cook and housekeeper. I don't think, like... Like... You can have somebody else bring you breakfast in bed. Like, that's your really main job, is to cook breakfast. I
2: guess that now Belvedere is, like, a part of the house. You know, like when Charles in Charge... I, I know in later seasons that we didn't get into, which may or may not exist, um, because, I mean, okay, my bad. In the mythical, in the, the fan fiction, fiction seasons. seasons of Charles in Charge, he basically became part of the family. He was, like, honorary well, Yeah, like, his
3: mom moves in?
2: Yeah. It's, like, weird. It starts getting really weird. So Belvedere's kind of... I don't know, playing with that kind of dynamic.
3: I guess, but like, like I look, like it's bizarre. I mean, dude,
2: what's even weirder is the next morning when he's journaling. Not only does he have breakfast, but there's like a rose on the plate. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. That ain't right. That's very weird. And yeah, and he's
3: like, uh, and then he's looking straight. He's like, oh, Wesley, uh, uh, you forgot the he for, what? He forgot something, and he rings the bell for it, and then uh, Spot uh, brings it to him. Because he's the best dog actor.
2: He brings him the... Oh, Wesley, you forgot the hollandaise sauce. I wanted an extra it. And then, yeah, the little dog rolls the spot's like, arf, arf, arf. It's like, oh, Spot, you're just like Wesley T. Oh, it's so bizarre. And that's Belvedere. But I
3: love it. Um, okay, winner, cutest dog, goes to Spot. Um, now, the question, Alex, oh. is...
2: Best dressed, worst dressed. Guys, I'm so sorry, Brad hmm So, I, I was following along. I had the video playing of this in a browser while we were talking. Guess guess who makes it in at least to the sixth season. What? Yep. We're keeping Spot. Spot. He at least appears in the sixth season in an episode called Fixed. Oh, Spot. It's going to go to bad for where it's Nice. I, I almost didn't want to say anything. Nice. That one of those things What I just saw and was like, fuck yes.
3: Oh, I'm Thank so you, happy. Belvedere. Thank you. Because uh, I love this fucking dog. Like yes love it keep let's keep more spot please thank you i love that the show's introduced a cute dog to the mix now in a weird uh, cousin oliver like fashion yeah. <laughs> but it's okay because it's the cutest dog and i will not tire of this dog's cute antics of course
2: not. spot for crying out loud so yeah. okay you said best dress worst dress worst dress easily yes. ramona fuck yeah. that girl with between her crazy hats and her um black crazy rig outs <gasps> Seriously. What would you consider best I mean, dress? It's a much harder thing, Brad. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't even know where to begin. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's harsh. Well, Heather's outfits are the worst. I mean, mm-hmm. it,
3: She's dressed like an I old mean, man, it, man it, at one point. It says point. a lot
2: when she can wear a uh, Fred Mertz outfit, and then she still be better dressed than Ramona.
3: Yeah. Well, because Ramona looks like she's 50 and on her way to a funeral.
2: Her outfit ages her two decades. <laughs> easily
3: seriously um i mean like i i do like angela's jacket i think it's a cool jacket i don't know if it's a, it's not a good outfit though so yeah. i don't know if we can give I her really best want to rest. Give it to
2: Angela, but i can't remember anything in the the show that really i thought well you know well well done angela
3: oh alex alex sorry sorry we we've, we've <laughs> uh, there's a clear winner for this cool. spot
2: oh spot is clearly the best dressed <laughs> He is adorable! He rides in on that skateboard, and that jacket, and that toboggan. The toboggan has hearts all on it. It has a pattern of hearts. That is easily- I haven't paused right now with him coming in the door. Aww. With that little jacket and that little hat that's clearly stuffed, and
3: it's all tall in his head.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Brad is beside this... himself with the- with his dog.
3: I- ah, uh, I love it. I love it so much. I want this dog. I want to snatch this dog straight up out of, out of the monitor. And just have it in
2: my life Because it's amazing I'm taking
3: a screen cab right now Thank
2: you Because I don't think we've ever awarded it to an animal Because how often are animals
3: We have We did for Punky Brewster yeah (laughs) When the dog was dressed like Henry Maybe the world is blind
2: Or just unkind (laughs) Who knows (laughs) Yeah that's easily best dressed (laughs) Wow newcomers both won and lost Best dressed worst dressed I just saw Seriously? that dog come back through the door, ladies and gentlemen, and it is the most adorable thing I've God.
3: seen. God, fucking but love it. I, like, I want to, I want to make like an animated gif of this dog. Who won and who won? like coming yeah, through the door,
2: continually coming through the door.
3: <laughs> it's so good because <laughs> it's clearly like on like a little string, but the dog is yeah, just like there big. and it's just like cool with it, and they just pull it through, and it's like so fucking great, and I love
2: it. But
3: who won oh. and who lost
2: this episode? Belvedere is going to have breakfast in bed for the rest of his life. Yeah, um as weird and creepy as Who it? won and who lost. Heather doesn't who? have any new friends. <laughs> all of no, her plans um, were thwarted. I
3: I I can't say Wesley T won or lost, because yes, he did get the cutest dog, but he was a huge jerk about getting the cutest yeah. dog. That was a self that was a self discovery so,
2: moment with Wesley T. I mean yeah. he did ultimately win because now he has a dog pal to help him with all of his antics. Again, I don't think he understands yeah. it, but he didn't understand it at first, so he can't win on those grounds. Yeah. No,
3: um, I, I, well, Savvy Angela had like a cult-like following and probably made some mad oh, bank.
2: Savvy Angela still may be uh, on a tour circuit for this Paranormal Activity thing, going from town to town.
3: Yeah, I think Savvy Angela may she have also won. kept
2: her friend against what would have seemed True. to be a much cooler friend. Not only did she blew up the other friend, the competing friend scene, and took it over. <laughs> Sammy Angela has learned every bit of her name in this episode alone. Yes, Sammy definitely. Angela's always, definitely. winning. <laughs> always Who be winning. Is lost. Yes. Well, Ramona is the worst. Ramona's straight up <laughs> Ramona is a straight-up loser. Ramona is going to be forty years old with ten crystals uh, creeping out on creepy hollows,
3: and reminiscing about the time she had to brush
2: Angela's teeth. Can spirits exist in a toothbrush? Oh boy. I kept the toothbrush of a guru I once uh, mentored under. Yeah, I mean Ramona. Yeah. I mean Heather was a. I mean, let's be honest. Heather was horrible to Angela. Heather has weird ideas yeah. about how to make new friends. One mm-hmm. is burning. <laughs> I love Heather's concept of burning bridges. To build new bridges, I need to burn old ones. <laughs> I'm gonna get. <laughs> then I'll be forced to make new bridges. Heather, quit living your life in strange metaphors. No, don't burn anything. Don't burn things Seriously should we give it to Ramona? I mean okay Marsha is still yeah
3: I think Ramona lost. Yeah
2: Marsha still is working at the diner, but it's something she loves so (sighs) Ramona lost fuck Ramona She's a double loser. Ramona's a loser. Super loser. She should go back to solving mysteries with her mouse. Hey Ramona Don't come with her animated mouse pal. Don't come around here anymore (laughs) We need room for break. We need budget for brace face (laughs) It's heavy Angela Do you think seriously? Can we just
3: get if we just get an episode with Braceface, Savvy Angela, and Spot? Like that would be straight up golden ticket winner of Belvedere. Do you think
2: that Ramona will be back, or is this a, a once? I don't think Once or two.
3: I think she's
2: she's out. Gotta be. Gotta be. The dog is too much of an established. Cre- I mean, you knew they were gonna keep the dog around. I I honestly. Uh, I
3: was surprised to hear the dog was sticking around. I thought they would uh I th- I would thought they would straight up uh, seal Season it.
2: Six too, man. They would just straight awesome. up seal it. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is that's Belvedere. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. We love doing this show. We love that you listen, and we'd love to hear from you. There's yes. many ways you can do that. One of those is the new voicemail. Brad, do you have that number memorized yet?
3: I uh, do I have it? Do I have the new number of the voicemail
2: line memorized,
3: Alex? Why would you need to ask such a question? Of course, I have it memorized, and I can recite it right off the top of my head. It's nine seven nine four seven six nine eight seven seven, or nine seven nine grow up seven. Grow up seven. We have a voicemail here. Um, guys, always remember, you can always send, in, send us, you know, an email with a with a file attached. We can take those, uh, which is what has done again. We've got one of those here, so I will pull that out as clearly as I pulled out uh, the phone number from memory, uh, which is a piece of cake. All I have to do is uh, uh, press a couple of buttons, and that'll happen without any delay whatsoever. Uh, certainly wouldn't have to, to stall for time or anything like that. Well, I found it. Sorry. Mm. Um, Oh, here it is.
1: Hey, Ramjack. It's Lirio. Um, Dreams. I had a dream last night. Um, I'm a big fan of the British uh, show Top Gear. It's three old guys driving around in ridiculously expensive cars. and Their charisma and tomfoolery is extraordinarily charming and appealing. Um, Anyway, I had a dream where I was at a network unnamed network some kind of monolithic building and I was late for an appointment I was going to pitch a show or something I have no idea what that show was about or what have you of course it's a dream and I bump into Jeremy Clarkson who's the main guy on the show and uh you know and I approach him and I say oh my wife and I just finished watching part two of the Patagonia special and we thought it was fantastic you guys are wonderful we love watching you love what you do we it's great, and we just want more content. And he said, "Well, thank you, or some such." You know, I, I don't actually know what he said to me. And he turns and he walks off through the <laughs> through the doors that I had just left, and I see that next to him the whole time was someone who, once Jeremy went through the doors, looked at me and gave me a little kind of sad, pathetic nod of, "Yeah, I was there the whole time. He didn't say hi to me." And that person was Jay Leno, car enthusiast and chin. He was wearing nothing but denim. Yeah, so that's a dream I had. Later that dream developed into the fact that I was playing Christian Bale in a movie where he was pretending to be a servant for a rich family starring Jennifer Lawrence. and. There was something about an assassination plot. Anyway, I got woken up by my kids. <laughs> Bye, Jack.
2: Wow, that's a much more interesting dream than anyone on the Creepy Hollows website ever cared to type up.
3: What if... What what if uh, Illyrio has captured a Jay Leno spirit? Uh <laughs>
2: Inside of his mind, did you his per, mind crystals?
3: Did you per, did you perchance uh, purchase like a uh, some something made of denim recently that might have had a Jay Leno spirit trapped some in
2: spirits it? Spirits tend to attach themselves to denim. Jay Leno was mm. one of those. I actually definitely um, on the newest Bill Maher episode, Jay Leno appeared out of nowhere as like a special guest. You're <laughs> out of nowhere. He was just... all of a sudden. He just he flew into the room. Bill Maher has one guest at the beginning. In this episode was Chris Hardwick which whatever um, and then he had three, three people some of them tend to be political and then he always has another guest kind of just jump in at the end of that and those tend to be a bigger celebrity and this time it was Jay Leno Jay Leno was crazy <laughs> didn't act anything like he did on his show he was much cooler. He kind of had like a, yeah, whatever. He didn't do his like, meh, wah, wah. It was like Leno just being like laid back like, what's up, guys? Oh, he, did, he didn't make a Menendez Brothers no. joke? He was just himself. He was huh. just like, and he actually asked good questions to people. I thought, where the fuck was this Leno during the entire time Leno was on? Huh. But that was weird. Um, I love that. I love that. And even in Illyrio's dream that jay leno plays second fiddle because jay leno now has a show about cars which i guess is kind of an american top gear not america's top gear which is actually a show that is top gear for america that's supposedly horrible but he has his own kind of car enthusiast show and guess what leno illyrio subconscious ain't having it he doesn't want new content from you leno you you. were there the whole time and illyrio couldn't even see you out of the corner of his eye he was starstruck. Didn't care if you. I would be too. Top Gear is actually a pretty good show for people who aren't even car enthusiasts. It's just a entertaining. I mean, come on, it's the British. They're doing awesome stuff. They do awesome stuff. Nice. Well done, Alira. Thanks for calling in. Indeed. Oh, indeed. This a plot, though, too. Brad, can I say uh, last I was, night I had a dream I, about you? What? Well, you were in it. Was I captured in a spirit crystal no, for chance? No, you had become a successful cartoonist. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> I was online on Facebook and for some reason there was like a huge time jump in my dream and it started with you mm-hmm. like posting stuff on Facebook and Instagram and then suddenly your career took off and you became a really successful cartoonist over the span of like like I saw it from beginning to like end I was like wow Brad's like really an awesome cartoonist we still did the show it's nice. just you had this whole I was also Yeah. I was also a famous cartoon. It was pretty awesome. Like nice. I remember vividly like the pictures you would draw and like your personal character of yourself drawing at a desk and thinking, Brad is actually really good <laughs> And my dad <junior laughs> was like, Wow, you know he should have done that a lot sooner. Huh <laughs> Amazing. It was a weird dream. It wasn't it wasn't the focal point of the dream it was happening in and around right. the dream but you had a six, you had a complete six.
3: what was my what was my what was, what was my subject of cartooning I want to say it started
2: I... out with Ramjack stuff like you just illustrated okay. stuff you talked about on Ramjack which developed into a political cartoon which developed into like nice. a huge career for you The only wow. one I remember vividly is the one of yourself the cartoon version of yourself like drawing wow. at a desk That's like a... an artist would draw themselves. like hey I'm an artist check it out and I thought, nice, nice, well done. I remember checking out your website in the dream, thinking, damn, Brad put some money behind this.
0: He's really good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and just being happy for that, that was part of my dream last night. Nice. It's appreciated. I think um, Leno was in the corner at one point and kind of gave me a sad, knowing smile. Oh, like, no. Yeah, Menendez brothers. I'm like, fuck you, Leno. Brad's successful. Let, let him have a dream.
3: And this is... And this is when we all start to realize we've all had strange dreams in which Jay Leno was secretly in the corner.
2: (sighs) That's weird. He's haunting our subconscious.
3: (sighs) Um, Speaking of of Illyrio and and British shows, Illyrio is doing a podcast now uh, with uh, Chris that's um, also in the uh, Ramjack Facebook group. They're doing a show. um, They're doing a podcast for uh, the British uh, kids show, um, Press Gang, which, Alex, I think you should watch. It's all on YouTube it's like it was like an '80s show about like these kids that have like a
2: newspaper. Oh, I'm gonna definitely watch this.
3: It's it is bonkers. I've watched the first episode and listened to the first episode of the podcast. The podcast is the last word uh, with uh, Chris and Illyrio. Um, it's it is a delightful, wacky thing with the most '80s theme song I've ever heard in my life. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, so check that out check that. if you want to see some uh, some wackiness. And also, it was written by uh, Stephen Moffat, the guy that uh, writes Doctor Who now, the showrunner for Doctor Who
2: currently. Is this just a? Is this basically just a newspaper sitcom about kids who run a newspaper? Yes. <laughs> this is fucking awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would definitely recommend uh, dipping in.
2: Oh, guys, yeah, I'm, I'm. Yes, Illyrio. I will be listening to this.
3: Yeah. Like I wish I, I I'm kind of jealous now. I feel like I, I feel I wish we could I wish we could have snatched up this show and done it,
2: do a Punky Brewster and Press Gang. Fuck yeah, but you know what? We don't do that on Ram Jack. We don't we don't, steal. we
3: don't steal. It's not okay.
2: Stealing's wrong. We we got there's plenty of sitcoms.
3: Plenty of sitcoms. We're gonna be fine. Uh but yeah, bonkers, bonkers. There's also uh, um, a kid that's like supposed to be an American, um, in that accent. Oh. There's nothing better than, like, bad American accents.
2: <laughs> this is awesome. I cannot wait.
3: Yeah. DAFO, So j- get in on that.
2: Guys, um, again, thank you. By all means, call us and let us know what's going on. You can also visit our website, ramjackpodcast.com, where Brad keeps up to date with the latest episodes. Listen to them there. Link them from there. Um, read the fan fiction there. You can also go to the wiki from there.
3: ramjackpodcast.com
2: slash wiki. Uh, there's a link to the yeah, wiki. Which is awesome. Right Brad down. keeps that updated. Uh, she sees show notes, interesting stuff for the show. Uh, feel free to fill it in. You know, it's, it's just Brad, Jonathan, and me, and Cedric when he, you know, but Cedric takes forever to type. He's a yeah. sloth. He is a sloth. So, um, but yeah, Brad, how else can they get in contact with us?
3: We're up on Twitter at RamjackPodcast. You can email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. All the ways. You can get in touch with us. And guys, uh, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things to be upset about, understandably. There's there's uh, uh, new age nonsense people wearing stupid outfits and, and, and people disregarding adorable dogs. And there's boat bullies in the world. And if that's just too much for you and you think you aren't going to be able to handle it, just take a horrifying look into it.
4: full of obscenity, it's just and nature here is vile and base. I wouldn't see anything erotical here, I would see fornication and asphyxiation and choking and fighting for survival and growing and just rotting away. Of course there's a lot of misery, but it is the same misery that is all around us. The trees here are in misery and the birds are in misery. I don't think they, they sing, they just screech in pain. Taking a close look at, at what's around us, there there is some sort of a harmony, it is the harmony of overwhelming and collective murder. But when I say this, I say this all full of admiration for the jungle. It is not that I hate it, I love it. I love it very much, but I love it against my better judgment.